Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Book Cheap, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. On each episode of this show, we look at one of the classics. My name is Dave Warnke and joining me this week to look at one of those classics from the classic podcast network, Sans Pants Radio, it's Joel Zammett and Jackson Bailey. Hey, hey. How you doing? Hello, gentlemen. G'day, g'day. Classic podcast network. <laughs> Hell yeah, I mean, I, I wrote that down and that was the one bit I wrote down. I'm going to say classic podcast network and it makes it sound like you're playing classic yeah, hits. Yeah, it makes it sound a lot more classy than we really makes are. Makes it sound like a radio station and yeah. that's great. Nothing but classic <laughs> podcasts. Mm, mm, mm. You're playing like radio plays from the 30s and 40s. <laughs> that's what you're about, right? Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. but v- vaudevillian kind yeah, of place. Vaudeville. Vaudeville, that's, that's what we're after. That's what we do. <laughs> But thank you so much for joining me in this humble boudoir that Anytime. I call the podcast studio uh, to, to, to discuss a classic book, which we'll get to in just a second. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I always start by uh, asking new guests the first time on the, on the show if they are big readers or at any point in your life you have been a big reader. I, as a kid, that I was like, you know, that kid that's just always got like family events. I was always reading a book. Mm-hmm. I always had my head in a book. I remember once I was at a family event and there was a, I would have been like maybe 10 and there was a 10 year old girl that lived next door to my grandparents where I was. And I was like, I'll impress her by reading this book. <laughs> what were you doing it like? I was reading Goblet of Fire as well. <laughs> like Harry Potter. Sort of holding it up. Yeah. I remember just sitting in a deck chair and being like, yeah, I'm reading this book. She's so noticing. She wasn't. She didn't give, she, she couldn't care less. But... Like... <coughs> <coughs> over here. Reader over here. Reading a book <laughs> over here. Um, cool am I? And I just, I read everything. I remember that point where I like realized I could read by myself, which was Harry Potter again. Dad was reading me Philosopher's Stone and he, he went to bed and I'm like, I can just keep going. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> oh but, my God. But you had to read out loud. <laughs> Go to bed. Go to bed. I, this is a nice father-son thing we do. To, you've wrecked it. Um, and then I just became, like, I read, like, everything in my parents' bookshelf stuff I didn't understand, like, but I just, I'm like, i got to read it. i got to gotta read everything. So you're just reading words at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, there was. I'm sure there's so many, like, very adult novels that my 12-year-old mind was like, <laughs> what? But i got to finish this book for some reason. Um, but then, I, like, you know, you drop off. But recently I've been trying to read non-fiction, but I hit this point where I, reading fiction is harder for me. So I've been reading a lot of non-fiction books, a lot of like, well, I say I've been reading, I've been trying to read a lot of non-fiction books. I got a book about the, uh, you know, the ship that got trapped, the endurance got trapped in the ice. Yes. Yeah. I've got a book about that. That's like based on their journals and stuff that I'm like, I read that, but I haven't. It's been sitting in my shelf. All for right. A long well, time. fortunately, my other podcast, Do Go On, did an episode on that. So if you're real bored, you can just <laughs> wow. to that. Throw the half. book away. <laughs> but that, no, no that is an amazing survival story. Oh, yeah. So 
I'm sure that book would be great. I should read it. Mm. I should. And how about you, Zamet? Or JL Zamet, I believe. <laughs> You're saying off here that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, your pen name. I used to. Uh, yes. I used to uh, read quite a lot when I was a lot younger. I think I went through like phases of like not, you know, like when you like don't know how to read. So I'm like, eh, and then mm. like try and like, I hate books. But then when I kind of realized that, yes, I can read and I can get lost in an imagination world, <laughs> I it's fine. I can read. Uh, I'm not <laughs> I stupid. can read! <laughs> I'm not as stupid as they keep telling me I am. Um, but yeah, I used to read a lot. Like I was reading like, um, like a lot of John Marsden books when I was a lot younger. And sort of the fantasy sort of series as well. Um, but of course, as Jack said, you sort of drop off. I, I do remember used to read like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I remember like a lot of... Uh, holidays I just I don't remember the holiday I remember the book <laughs> and like I remember just like you know you know in India and just reading one of the Wheel of Time books until like 4am and I'm just like yes good keep reading keep reading ended up going through like and I don't know if you know about Wheel of Time it's like a huge They're thick, thick boys. book and I think I went through three in that trip right but did you see any of India <laughs> no it's all blanked out, out of my mind I'm just like whatever what's Rand doing <laughs> Um, but of course, yeah, yeah, you get all your drop off. I'm, I'm a big more graphic novel or comic book reader than anything else. But I have been trying to like get back into reading a lot more. Like I'm currently reading like uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora because I, I do like fantasy novels. Uh, and I do like sort of nonfiction stuff like um, like Malcolm Gladwell, those kind of things. Yeah, like, sure, weirdly sure. Weirdly history books. I'm like, ooh, let us know about history. If it's a book about people having a bad time on an expedition, I love it. One <laughs> of my favorite books ever is The Lost City of Z, which is about Percy Fawcett trying to find The Lost City of Z. And mm. he just goes through hell. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I also, you just reminded me, when I was a kid, when I was maybe 13, there was this period of time where all I read were like pulpy horror novels. Like, you know those novels where the mm. cover is really glossy mm. and it might have, like, a kind of semi-clothed lady mm. and a Dracula on the cover? Yeah, yeah in was... both of my boxes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, they were terrible. They were, like, they were like really cheap mm. and badly written. But I just, I read some, I remember one of them called um, uh, Moon Tide, maybe? Oh. And it was about Wales, the country, Wales. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you go straight to the animal? Yeah, I went Wales? straight to the yeah, Understandable. Are, they, are these beasts <laughs> some sort of like possessed by something? Well, so the, the, the plot of the book is that in the country of Wales, giant crabs attack. <laughs> I mean, th- that makes less sense than Wales of the Deep. And it's just so much, it's so cheap. Okay. It's like sex scene, crabs eat the people having sex. <laughs> sex scene, crabs eat the people having sex. Like five times. <laughs> but there was this genre of books so that was basically rocky. that. And that's all I read, but from like 13 to 15. It's the genre crab attack. <laughs> Pornographic crab attack. <laughs> the genre. But yeah, I, at home, I reckon mm. if, I, if I went well, if I went back to my parents' place, I would just find so many of those books. Mm. Crab novels. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Are you a book reader that like can't stop? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I, I got The Lost City of Z, I was like, I, I was at my parents' house because I was like seeing them and... I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have my, for some reason, my phone was out of battery. I didn't bring my laptop. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll read my book. And then it was 5 a.m. And I was like, oh, yeah. this again. It's like I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, like a kid I, I again. I found myself doing exactly the same thing. And I remember actually like falling asleep holding a book. Mm. And you wake up being like, huh, my thumb is the bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. Classic. Well, we are here to discuss a classic novel today. And uh, I've chosen, <laughs> or I've read this week, uh, Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's. Mm-hmm. Horror mm-hmm. novel. And mm-hmm. I did ask you before the show, Zamet, you haven't read it, but maybe you've seen some stuff in pop culture. Yes. 
And uh, Jackson, you have read it, but maybe uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I've, I've read. I was like, oh, I'll read Dracula and Frankenstein. And then I was real disappointed to find out there's not a Wolfman version. I was like, those are the three. <laughs> Surely there's three. a classic piece of literature for each. There's no Wolfman literature. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. It's Dracula, uh-huh. Frankenstein. Nothing. Crab Attack. Crab mm. Attack. Crab Moon or whatever it was called. <laughs> mm. Which was one of five, might I remind you. <laughs> five Crab Moons? There were five crab in the series, five crab horror books. Yeah, wow. That is crazy. Someone's getting paid for that. <laughs> yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope someone was, com- you know, like a company yeah, would be yeah, like, yeah. we need to commission novels, five crab novels, please. Mm. Uh, you know, I was reading a, weirdly because I went through an Animorphs kick early in this year because yeah. that was like a, a, a book series that I loved reading as a yeah, kid. Yeah, Tobias. Oh, yeah. Oh, hells yeah. What a nerd boy. <laughs> uh. Did you ever f- figure out? Because like he, the thing is with Tobias, he gets trapped as a hawk, but then he gets like uh, time travel stuff happens and he goes back and he's able to touch himself when he was younger so he could turn into his uh, boy him again. Why didn't he just turn into boy him again, stay for a couple hours and touch the box again so that he could keep... Being an animal, oh, but as a God man. damn it. Anyway. <laughs> My blood is boiling nah. over here. <laughs> anyway, I found out Kay Applegate didn't write a lot of those books. She huh. kind of like was just gave a couple of like, here's the outline, and it, people just wrote them. And that's it's apparently what they just do or used to do yeah, and yeah. still do in a lot of kids' books. Fra- like uh, Goosebumps is books. exactly the same. Yeah. Goosebumps is like three Goosebumps, not more, maybe, maybe a bit more, but yeah. very few ones written by R.L. Stein. Yeah. And if you read them it, like in a row, you can just tell. Mm. So the rest, he's like a, a kid trapped in a pinball machine, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, defeats a goblin. Yeah. And, and, and uh, swamp, there's a mummy it. in it, yeah. uh, two kids, one kid eaten by the mummy, comes back. Ironic twist. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, trapped in a mask forever. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just felt like, oh, I thought this one person had all this yeah. kind of stuff. But no, they, I, we wrote the first one, the last one, and everything else in between wasn't me. Finding out your childhood <laughs> authors were hacks as well. <laughs> 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 ah, whatever. They had to cash in a check. It's yeah, fun. look, I get it. Yeah, oh man, he would have made so much money. Uh, so Frankenstein, mm. it's called Frankenstein or the Modern Prometheus. Mm-hmm. It's the subtitle, which I didn't know. And there's mm. a famous X Files episode called The Postmodern Prometheus. Oh, oh. And I'd never got that joke before. And now I get that joke and I feel real smug. X Files, yeah. I'm a big fan of Watch Them All, yeah. one of my favorite shows ever, but I didn't get that before. And in that episode, there is sort of a, a scientist creating a monster of sorts. Mm. So very clever. I believe you'll find it is the, the scientist who is the true monster all, all along. Yes. <laughs> and, it's in, and it's in black and white, so very Fun. cool. Well done. <laughs> so Fra- Frankenstein, so I've started taking requests and I've set up a little uh, Google form that people can fill out and uh, the link is on my Twitter account if you want to check that out. I have to remember where that was. Uh, so, But Frankenstein's been commonly requested already so mm. I've got a shout out to Patrick G from Melbourne, Garrett Mitchell from an undisclosed location, uh, Eleanor Rowe from Canterbury in the UK, Marty Grievous, very close to Marty Gras in Melbourne, <laughs> Noah Over from Pennsylvania, <laughs> Tessa from the Netherlands, Donald Conacher from California and My- Minor Bond. Also from California. Man, people want Frankenstein. How good is that name, Minor Bond? Minor Bond. Oh, it um, sounds like you could be Major yeah, Bond. Yeah, I was about to say, like, yeah, that sounds sick. But like, wait, what if your brother is named Major? And it always like, makes Aw. me think of, like, you know when, like, say you got the greater flamingo and the lesser flamingo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you found out you were the lesser flamingo and you gained sentience, you'd be like, <laughs> God damn what it. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> What's so good about him? Yeah. Hmm. Minor Flamingo. Mm. Uh, so I usually give a historical background just for the, to put the novel in context. Uh, English author Mary Shelley began writing Frankenstein in 1816 when she was just 18 years old. Oh, wow. Champion. It was first published anonymously in 1818 when she was 20. 
Mm-hmm. The story goes that she was inspired to write the book when travelling through Switzerland with her future husband, Percy Shelley, mm-hmm. and they were staying with the famous poet, Lord Byron. Ooh. Major I Byron. Know, I know that name. <laughs> uh, with the weather being too wet to go outside, Byron decided to hold a competition as to who could write the best horror mm. story, and Shelley's idea later evolved into Frankenstein. Uh, Byron wrote a small fragment based on vampire legends that he'd heard about in the area, and from this, his doctor... <laughs> John Polidori was in, 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 uh, inspired to write The Vampire, spelled with a Y, mm. in 1819, which is seen as an early example of the later hugely popular romantic vampire literary genre. Wow. I just think it's great that back in the day, like, imagine now you're hanging mm. out with your friends, power goes out. Yeah. And there's like five mm. of you and someone's like, what about, instead of a board game, everybody writes a novel. No, it's so unsocial. <laughs> instead, instead of a board game? <laughs> Who even does that? Well, days? that's at least something. It's better than uh, the sim- power goes out. Hey, how's your phone? Got battery? Good. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> what do you want to do? I want to compose a novel on mine. <laughs> Let's have a writing competition. Hmm? Isn't it at the end they had to read them out to each other or did I add? That bit just mm. like at some point in my own. Oh, head. Po- possible. I think actually it was over days that she, mm. she, um, this Mary Shelley kept yeah. waking up being like, Oh, I can't think of anything. And I'm with these two because they were much more famous mm. than her yeah. at the time. Like, Oh, I can't think of anything. And then one day the idea came to her and then sucked in. Hers has gone on to <laughs> yeah, have yeah. the most uh, literary significance. Am I misremembering this, maybe, or just made it up and lied to myself? But was there a kind of thing people just didn't believe she wrote it? it everyone was like, oh, yes, yes, your husband wrote it. Yes, because I think he did a, a big uh, introduction to it. Mm. Oh, okay. And then people would, I think, and when they first published it anonymously, because I think mm. people would be like, well, this 20 year old woman couldn't have possibly written this. <laughs> Why, well, women don't know anything about horror. <laughs> women don't know about Frankenstein. <laughs> knowing about spooking me, a man. And then, no, uh, yeah, ended you. up. Um, I think it, it was only published with their name several years later after it was already oh, okay. very oh. successful. Oh, so let's get into it. Frankenstein is an epistolary novel. What does that what mean? What is that? That means it's written as a series of documents. Oh. oh. Not like there's someone with a pistol. Like, <laughs> no, it sounds like, like what I was imagining. It's one of those words <laughs> where I'm like, God, I hope I'm saying that out loud right. <laughs> uh, so it's like when a novel is a series of diary mm. entries on newspaper clippings or something ah, yeah. that just okay. moves the story along. And Frankenstein is a series of letters and correspondence from a man named Captain Robert Walton who was writing to his sister Margaret Walton Saville mm-hmm. who was back in England. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, that's the, the novel opens with uh, four letters written sometime in the 18th century. It says the date, like September 12th, and then it has 17 and then a dash to, to try and keep it current. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. It's not going to be outdated. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll look at, I'll look at that now and go, yep, still, that still could, got it. could be yesterday. <laughs> it could, could be any time. Uh, 1789, 1788. <laughs> uh, in, in the first letters, Walton has just left Russia on a ship he is heading uh, north on, he is desperate to do something heroic with his life and is prepared to risk that life. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. He seems. Pre- he sounds very desperate yeah. in these letters. Yeah. He I would be nervous like getting that letter. I'd be like, Walton, <laughs> oh what are you God. doing? He's got a bit of a death wish. You know, yeah. he's maybe having a bit of midlife crisis. <laughs> well, he keeps complaining about loneliness and how he may never see his sister again. He's like, I may never see you. I may never come back. He just <laughs> keeps writing that over and over again. We get it. By like the yeah, fourth letter, you're right. like, Walton, I'm not, I'm, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Are you coming back? <laughs> Uh, but in the fourth letter, he discusses uh, coming mm. across something unexpected. Ooh. It's a sled on the ice in the middle of nowhere with one dog and one very weak man in serious need of help. Mm-hmm. They rescue this man who refuses to get on the ship until they confirm that they are heading north and not back south. 
Oh. The man is prepared to die if they're going south. <laughs> Walton, being the captain, befriends the man and gets away the other crew who are very interested in asking him questions and lets him recover over a couple of days. And then as they become friendlier, the man decides to tell the story that led him up to this point in his life. Yeah. Did and they then- save the dog? I can't remember. So there was a full sled of dogs. All of them had died except one. That uh-huh. dog, what a hero dog. dog. Yeah. That dog is the survive. one survivor. And all the crew were like asking the dog questions. <laughs> well, I'm going to be like, give him space. Give him space. <laughs> that dog knows. <laughs> is there a description of the man? Do you remember what they, like, of, of you, well, Frankenstein's yeah. monster? It was just spoilers. But is yeah, there... so, so the man that they've just rescued, he's like, a, he looks very frail. Okay. It looks like he's basically starving to death, oh. freezing to death. He ate them dogs. Well, I mean, he does, does just say the dogs died one by one. He ate them dogs. Yeah, you reckon he ate the dogs? I, I was reading to. a Which... story about a guy who got stranded in Antarctica and he ate all his huskies and that'll went be, crazy. That'll be yeah. Shackleton on the Endurance. They had to shoot the dogs. Yeah, yeah right. No, this was Because like, this was an Australian guy, I think after, I forget where it was, and he was with three other guys and they were... Just going out in like a basic expedition, but then mm. they were like, they had this plan where they're like, well, we'll we got two sleds with dogs, mm. right? So we put all of our important shit on the back sled, uh, and they were crossing over like these crevasses, and they were like, because we'll fo- the front sled if, if it's gonna fall into a hole, we'll fall into a hole, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. we'll have all of our, but then if the back one fell into a hole, and they were like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> we got whoops, we got I, no I, food. I guess that ice was uh, ready. For one pass, <laughs> yeah. the second one it was it couldn't mm. handle. They didn't realize for a while, and then they turned around like, ah, all our food. But then gone. they they ate all the husky liver, and it made all their skin fall off. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this the one where mm. they don't know why? Because some of them kind of went a bit mad, and they went like out in the in the. One guy kept on being like, "I have to leave," and mm. trying to walk away. And so the guy who survived just lay on top of him every night, so he mm. wouldn't get up. Because otherwise he'd just run off. Yeah. Right. And then uh, he, that guy died just quite peacefully in his sleeping bag. And the other guy was like, well, i got to make it back to camp. So he he went. All of the skin on his fingers fell off. All the skin on his feet fell off. He pulled off his shoe and degloved himself, but for his foot. Um, I think his balls God, as his well. God, fingers, his fingers fell off when he took his shoe off. <laughs> <Yeah>. That is <laughs> nuts. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what are the odds? I'm not going to take off my other shoe. I don't want to see what happens. <laughs> but then he arrived back at camp just as the people that had, like, arrived with him were leaving and he had to wait another like uh, six months just in camp surviving because as he got there he saw the ship out in the horizon that was meant to be his and escape. they didn't write and this is so is this an australian explorer yeah i think it was an australian explorer douglas mawson's oh. our most famous one he used to be on one of the dollar maybe it's in the old old currency <laughs> honestly at, at i some forget point, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many points i would have just given up there are oh, yeah. so many all those survival stories yeah. which i'm also fascinated yeah. by but mm. i just think Mm-mm. i just would sit there and wait to die yeah it's like my glove sit, yeah like i pulled off my glove and all of my skin and my hand came off i just turned and <laughs> face down into the snow yeah. as soon as the like the second sled fell with all our food and supplies i'm like right and i'm <laughs> drowning myself in the <laughs> snow <Time> to <laughs> jump into a crevasse myself <laughs> you Bye. dive after them <laughs> You look heroic, but really, you just can't go on with <laughs> uh, So he's befriending this this man that they've mm. rescued, Walton, and uh, most of the rest of the novel is Walton recounting the strange man's tale to his sister in the form of a letter. So now it's a man telling another man's story. Okay. okay. Do, does we ever hear much correspondence from the sister? We never hear back from the sister. Oh, she doesn't reply. Rude. No, we don't know if she ever gets these letters. Oh, I love like these like, older stories where they're like, how many... Um, People can I like so it's like Frankenstein's monster tells the story to Walton, who tells the story to the. It's like oh, there is a, this... at one point which mm. we'll get to. There are it's it's gone through five people. Yeah, to get to. it's amazing. This lady who 
uh, is getting a novel of letters. <laughs> is she reading it? No, I don't think so. What else is going on? Though? <laughs> Maybe. I just I, I love the idea of this like this literature framing device that mm. we don't often kind of even think about too much these days. Yeah. Like oh whatever, I pick up a book. Someone's telling a story. Sick. This is like no 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 no. I didn't know how the how this was framed. How do, yeah how do yeah people know about this happening. And most of the time you're like yeah just some narrator that you don't know who they are. Yeah. Just a, a god watching down on what's happening. <laughs> but no, this is a person telling a person's story in a letter. Uh, the mysterious man begins to recount his life, beginning with his upbringing. He spares no detail. <laughs> he says every inch of his life. <laughs> oh, wow. We found you dying in, in this frozen... What, 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 how'd you get here? <laughs> I was born... <laughs> not... What? No, no. Just, I just need the snow pot. Oh, no, are you okay? Um... <laughs> born in... <laughs> yeah. As any... a boy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get you some soup. Do you have any allergies? Well, that takes me back to my first birthday. <laughs> yes, yes. To a father. Who was never there, and a mother who, well, maybe she may not have well been there anyway. Well, he was, uh, he tells he was born to Swiss parents, oh. and he tells us how his father came to marry his mother. So he goes back as a different generation. <laughs> Far out. I was like, whoa, oh, okay. when I was born, before that, because you just know you're you got you, you sit at that point when you're, you're like, maybe you're standing, he's mm. like, well, my father, you're like, oh, okay, okay. I'd be like, be right back. Uh, I'm just gonna, gonna, go, a, a I'm gonna go make some soup. soup. And, uh, well, I, I should have said, I don't know if I, I, I don't think I did say that um, the ship that he has boarded is also mm. trapped in ice. So oh, they're okay. sort of waiting. Oh, cool. And apparently it takes a week to tell this story. Wow. I hope it takes me less than a week <laughs> to retell a man telling a story to another man. Uh, so the parents, how they met. The mother was the daughter of the father's best friend who had fallen on hard times. When the friend died, he married the much younger woman. Mm-hmm. Together they had the as-yet named narrator. Basically, okay. he promised the friend, I will look after your daughter by marrying her. <laughs> Simpler times. <laughs> Uh, when the narrator was five, the parents adopted another girl out of a slum. Her name was Elizabeth. Mm, the night okay. before meeting her, the narrator was told by his mother that she had a present for him tomorrow. He took that literally and sees her as his, quote, my more than sister, since till death she was to be mine only. Oh, that's oh. weird. That's a weird way oh, right. to look upon your adopted sister. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Super look. weird. Yes. <clears throat> All right, but then so Good. that's chapter one. Just he's just telling us what's going on. <laughs> that's amazing. You find a mm. guy in the snow with one dog, and you're like, "What happened?" And he's like, "Well, I was going to marry my sister." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. <laughs> How's this connect? And then he goes, "Chapter two, <laughs> more about my sister, uh, Victor Frankenstein, the narrator now named mm. guy from the title." Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Uh, speaks of his childhood with Elizabeth, his sister slash present. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> he grew up in Switzerland and uh, developed a love for already outdated ancient sciences when he found a book by Cornelius Agrippa. He, uh, uh, so even back then, this is considered old. Okay. This is hundreds of years ago. <laughs> he is fascinated by alchemy and the philosopher's stone. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think would have impressed a certain 10-year-old <laughs> yeah, in your yeah, family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She'd have been impressed yeah. if she knew what I was reading about. Yeah. Uh, 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 the uh. philosopher's stone, eh? Anyone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, I I don't care. <laughs> she was playing sport with my brother. Yeah. <laughs> she was kicking a ball around. Uh. Like, God damn it. God, I'm going to speak to this girl. Breeding. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, one night during a lightning storm, he witnessed a tree being destroyed by lightning. Okay. A philosopher explained Seed. to Victor 
what happens scientifically with this lightning? Okay. And this was a light bulb moment for him who realizes yeah. the ancient scientists were silly and he now must focus on new sciences. Oh, okay. yeah. So that's Duh. just for no reason. Yeah, so gonna, <laughs> I'm going to dedicate my life to science. Mm. That's great. So, so he sees the lightning bolt hit the tree. Mm. Is the implication that that's what inspired him to make his monster? Well, I think because yeah. he like that's if it a... can destroy, it can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe. Maybe did he think the tree came to life? I don't know. If I saw a tree get chopped down, I wouldn't be like, I should make a baby. Like, <laughs> just weirdly, yeah. hey, we all get different inspiration <laughs> from lightning. I know, lightning hits a tree. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I saw something neat. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Someone should put out that fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his adopted sister, Elizabeth, gets scarlet fever, but survives after giving it to her adopted mother, who dies. Okay. Oh. So about how scarlet fever works. Yeah. You give it to someone else. Yeah, that's right. If you can, if you can <laughs> convince someone else to take it from you, <laughs> you're like, no trade backs. <laughs> what is scarlet fever? Is it just like an early flu? I think it makes you look gross because so many old illnesses did. Yeah. You ever looked at someone with the pox? Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, man. No. It, it's an illness that develops in some people who have strep throat, apparently. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh. Have you had strep throat? Yes. Have I had scarlet fever? Spreads easily, and uh, there is a lot of rash going on, including on the tongue. Oh, no. Rash on the tongue. Itchy tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I guess back in the day, they didn't have good medicine. Oh, yeah. Get get any fever, you're dead. She was gone. Mm. But Elizabeth uh, lived on. Victor goes to uni in Germany where one lecturer laughs at him for studying ancient scientists at all. You fool. <laughs> Which is great because Victor has earlier said that he knows it was dumb. Yes, I know. So he's like, he's... you idiot. He's like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I just like have it. a hobby. We all make mistakes, I guess. Uh, but another professor named M. Walden mm. encourages him and this sets his life on a new course. He describes his professor M. Walden as, quote, his person was short, but remarkably erect. What? <laughs> what does he mean? Short, <laughs> but he was rearing to go. Yeah. Hey, and this set his life on a new course. Yeah. A turgid little man. <laughs> Madness. Uh, Victor then decided to dedicate himself to science for the next two years, and with the help of his friend and still erect M. Walden, mm. he became very respected by the university very quickly. Okay. He dedicated himself to... Finding life after death. Okay. No, we'll pursue it. Yeah, yes, sure. we're all trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess, yeah. And one, one, I love the, the way Mary Shelley's writing about yeah. it. It's like two years is a long time. <clears throat> yeah. But he makes a discovery after only two years, <laughs> something that no one else has ever done. Yeah. He's a dedicated boy. Yeah. yeah. One he... day he had another light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. After days of labouring, quote, I succeeded in discovering the cause of generation and life. Nay, more. I became myself capable of bestowing animation upon lifeless matter. Ooh. Oh. After two years. After two <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even have a bachelor's degree by this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is I, it... just, I just can't help but think, because this is a, a person like on deathbed telling yeah. their story. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, oh, the story of, you know, Joel Zammert. Yeah. Even I wouldn't be going this much detail. Yeah. And the person I have then told, they surely would be editing a bunch of stuff out themselves. I, also, I really but... like that, that, that Victor Frankenstein doesn't start with creating life. <laughs> 
Mm. <laughs> That's if, if I was listening to that story and he's like, and then I cr- or then I figured out how to, mm. I'd laugh after that and be like, what? Where, Whoa, where'd that yeah, come you'd, from? You'd want to start in like in medias res or whatever. Yeah, where yeah. It's like, and then I created life. Whoa, whoa, whoa! How that get happened? Whoa, whoa, but tell me more about how your parents met. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm interested in. How your, yes. your sister this, was your price. <laughs> about this sister gift you all keep talking about. I believe someone mentioned before. Oh, he's uh, a strange boy. Okay. So he's made this discovery. Victor then directs Captain Walt and the man he's telling the story to directly. He says, Quote, I see by your eagerness and wonder and hope which your eyes express, my friend, that you expect to be informed of the secret with which I am acquainted. That cannot be. Oh. Listen patiently until the end of my story and you will easily perceive why I am reserved upon that subject. Ugh. I will not lead you on, unguarded as ardent <laughs> as I was then. To your destruction and infallible misery. Oh, my God. So he's basically gone and being like, yeah, I've made a million dollars from Bitcoin. I will not tell you how I did it. I will not. I do not trust it in your hands. In my hands, the secret, yeah, good. But if you get it, ooh. Mm. And then he's like, back to my story. <laughs> Just tell me how you make dead stuff live. <laughs> I was going to ask, so I, I know that I was reading an article ages ago about how people back in, like around the, the time of this novel, were electrocuting frogs and it made their legs kick. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Was that inspired by this or was this partially inspired by that? Do you know what I mean? Like, people were electrocuting frogs and it was a big deal. So, well, they don't. He doesn't go into any detail mm. about how he's animating life. There's no yeah. mention of electricity. Okay. So oh, really? I don't think that that would have been... Oh, spo- oh. But maybe... Well, because, yeah, when were the whole Tesla-Edison wars? Uh, that was, I think, later than this. Yeah, I think that would have been later than this. Well, let me look but that up. was using electricity to destroy, in this case, elephants. <laughs> elephants, but... yes. I just yeah, love... That is insane. Uh, yeah, because I just... I, I have this memory of them electrocuting reading about how they would show off just mm. electrocuting a frog and it was pretty notable because well, the yeah. frog kicked and everyone was like, wow, electricity's cool. Yeah. But I didn't know if that had any relevance to the like actual Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or not. I'm not sure. So it was a similar time. So it was uh, Luigi Galvani is the most popular, uh, famous person who did this. Okay. Uh, he died in 1798. So he was alive when the book was published, but he was from Italy. So I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, no, maybe maybe she didn't hear about him. Look well, fair. Because where, where was she from? Oh, she's English. Yeah, oh, it's not that far away. I guess if there's one guy out electrocuting frogs, I mean, I'd go see it. If that's the most notable thing happening yeah, well, a lot I, of the time, she was yeah. inspired on her. Uh, Swiss holiday. Yeah. They share a border. She may have gone down. Had yeah. a may have had a little gander at the fella. Do you just imagine a guy with a stall electrocuting a frog? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so oh, do you hear Lord Byron? Have you heard that there's a, a person in Italy electrocuting little frog boys? <laughs> How about we? Uh, I challenge you to electrocute anything you can find in this house. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I caught a squirrel. <laughs> Mary Shelley's like, damn it. I can't find anything to electrocute. <laughs> Looks at her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Making a boy. <laughs> uh, so back to the story with Victor. At first, Victor wasn't sure what he should animate with life. Mm. Okay. He's got lots of options. Oh, yeah. He can do anything. Frogs. Squirrels. He can do anything. He thought he should start small, but he got carried away immediately and decided to build a human. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like going from the frogs to being like, well, I'm making a man. <laughs> Sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. You know, start right. small bugs, then maybe a cat. <laughs> I know, but he went straight to massacre. Man. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, but because every little piece is so small and intricate, mm. when you think about all the things that are inside a human, yeah, he decided to make it giant and make the human <laughs> creature eight feet tall. Well, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. It's like, well, if I make it 20% bigger, it'll be 20% easier <laughs> to put in like, ligaments yeah, and stuff, I guess. Yeah, well, makes a lot of sense. I get it. The thing is, like, he's because he's collecting them from the dead. Yeah. Surely he needs people who are already eight foot tall. Well, that... I, don't, I don't know. You just tie two shins together and make <laughs> yeah, a exactly. big shin. If you like... just stretch two bellies together, <laughs> sewn at the hip, <laughs> then you just... <laughs> oh. I guess I should have two belly or buttons. Or he's only looking for really, really big people with big features. You know, someone's yeah. got a, a big nose as their yeah, big yeah, feature. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. that goes on the eight, eight foot man. Yeah. Big yeah. shoulders on this guy. Big okay. uh, he collected materials over months. Uh, he collected bones from charnel houses, which I had no idea they are. They are vaults or buildings where human uh, skeletal remains are stored. Oh. Okay. Often built near churches for depositing bones that are unearthed while digging <gasps> graves. Oh. So when you dig up someone else's grave, you just throw the <laughs> yeah. bone into All this. All right, we've asked place. this guy from their grave, but we're going to put that guy in this grave. Super gross. Uh, the rest good. The rest of the materials came from the dissecting room and slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. Hmm? So, so he's did freaking have like cow bones <laughs> in him? I think Excuse it's all me? human, but but for the slaughterhouse, you say? You know, back in the back in the day, they just had places where they just wholesale yeah, murdered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Look, public hanging slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. no, Maybe it is a, a, a mixture of all sorts of things. Because he claimed a new species would surely bless him as its creator and be more grateful for life than any other child. Yes. yes. Like that other present, Elizabeth. Yes, <laughs> that ingrateful yeah. present. I've made this present. I own this present. I own this present. I said, I own, the, I own this present. <laughs> I own this. My monster will be. <laughs> he will run for Congress. He is aiming high. Uh, he locked, this is Victor, locked himself away through winter, spring, and summer and ignored friends and family. He basically neglected everything else until okay. the creation was complete. So not even a year. Winter, spring, and. <laughs> he's nine months. He's having a great time. I'd get. How it. long does it take to make a baby? Yeah, exactly. Good point. I stand corrected. <laughs> if 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 he was my friend and he's like, I'm not going to hang out, I'm making man, I'd be like, I get it, dude. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> your time yeah, on. Yeah, 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 good luck. Yeah, yeah. I, whatever we, I wanted yeah. to do is less important. Yeah, do you want to go to the beach? Uh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> Keep you have making, fun. Making you have life. Fun. That's cool. Can I just inquire, is the man eight foot tall? Because it should be. <laughs> that just seems like it'd be easier to work. Oh, you <laughs> thought of that? It'd be 20% easier. Yeah, yeah. Why not one of his friends. Feet. Super easy. I mean, surely if, it get, if it's evil, it will be able to crush you easily. But um, I'd have made it little. Well, person. Is this yeah. kind of like a lesser, greater thing? Like one of his mates is going like, oh, what if I made like a man, like a six foot man? Oh. <laughs> oh, I made an eight foot greater man. Eight foot. Mm-hmm. And he'll be the greater one. You'll be the minor one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally in November, the body was complete. Yes. The doctor was excited and intended the corpse to be beautiful as he had hand-selected the f- materials himself. Ah, so Frankenstein is a monster. He is a Scorpio. That's okay. nice to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. It was all in proportion, but when it opens its eyes, the monster looked kind of dead. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. Just a mm. bit a bit yuck. It is a bit dead, Frankenstein. You're <laughs> right. Like, ooh, whoops. This is not a shock. Oh, this is his, uh, well, this is the description that Shelley gives. Quote, his limbs were in proportion. Okay, that's yeah, good. Right. Yeah, good. And I had selected his features as beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, great God! His yellow skin scarcely covered the work of muscles and arteries beneath. Mm. His hair was of a lustrous black and flowing. His teeth of a pearly whiteness. But these 
luxuriances. Mm. Fantastic word there. Uh, Only formed a more horrid contrast with his watery eyes that seemed almost of the same colour as the uh, the dun white sockets in which they were set. His shriveled complexion and straight black lips. Wow. So it's like, my creation is so beautiful, gorgeous hair, great nose, shoulders. Mm, look at his proportioned body. It's, oh, gross eyes and lips. Oh, yeah. Ew, disgusting. Oh, Ew, get the lippy out. <laughs> Ew, black-lipped man with your dead eyes. It's great to imagine him making it and being like, ta-da, and they're like, the, the skin is yellow and the lips are black. He's like, but it's in proportion. Huh? Oh, yes, but come on. <laughs> it's Look at them pearly whites. I made him out of like eight guys, so actually that's super impressive, guys. <laughs> Surely you just could have gotten one person to just be like, I'll, had to make I'll try big. on this. Oh, no, no, got to make it big. Got to make it big. Honestly, he... If you can animate anything, he could have just waited for someone to die yesterday and yeah. then bring them back <laughs> to life. True. That's impressive. all he's got to do. That's yeah. impressive. It's so much better. Surely that person would be like, thanks, man. I'll buy you a six-pack. <laughs> yeah. Right? Cheers, I dude. owe you. Yeah, Preach. But, but an eight-foot person. That's, I know. It's I mean, that's impressive. More of, yeah, look. Yeah, look you bring someone back and they're the same height. Ah, oh, big whoop. I mean, look, you've cured you know, modern medicine, couldn't do this, but you've done it. But whatever, that's not impressive. If it's eight, eight foot, foot that's, that's eight foot. I know, yeah. that man will be president. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, the classic Frankenstein's monster that most of us probably imagine is uh, based on Boris Karloff's portrayal in the 1931 film adaptation of Frankenstein, okay. where the makeup was designed by Jack Pierce. Ooh. So, you know, sort of the bolts coming yeah, out of the yeah, neck, yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. the green face. It's harder to picture the the like classic Frankenstein, the one described in the book. Like eight foot, mm. long black hair, long black hair, yeah. or just black, just hair? black hair. Okay, Luxurious. I don't know why I picture, I picture uh, like, lust- lustrous black. Ah, uh, there yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I pictured like Fabio like same kind of. for some weird Bla- reason. Black haired Fabio. I'm yeah. cool with that. I love that. Yellow skin, like I like I can imagine like a corpse's skin is a bit yellow. Yeah. Watery eyes and a beautiful face. Yeah. Just crying, constantly yeah. crying. Wet, yeah. wet mm. eyes, but. Eight foot. Mm. But eight foot. Yeah. Mm. Impressive. Uh, so back to the story. The doc, I'm calling him doctor. He's just a s- studying sciences. <laughs> but I guess at the time he, people were claiming all sorts of things. He's in his undergrad, yeah? Yeah. He's yeah. Not, he has not quite a doctorate no, yet. Yeah, Pretty think, impressive but, for your undergrad. But yeah. back then with su- surgeons like wouldn't like study like alongside doctors. They'd do a separate thing. So I don't know. Mm. It's all a bit weird. But uh, he's now finally decided to, to have a sleep. Oh, good. Because <laughs> he's yeah. like, I've brought this back to life. I'm gonna. I haven't slept yeah. in eight, properly in ages. Have a nap. He uh, he had a nightmare. He has a nightmare about his sister and mother, and uh, wakes up in a great sweat and sees the monster at the foot of his bed, talking gibberish and pointing at him. Oh no! <gasps> Neglectful father. That's the moment you know you've screwed up. Like okay. Oh no! He worked out how to open my bedroom door. Oh no! Didn't teach him language. Don't know why I assumed he'd know language off the bat. Okay, he's trying. Shouldn't have fused eight brains together. The brains of eight mutes. Darn it! Whoops! Just one. So the doctor flees and hides in in his courtyard. Okay. This doctor's a bit of a coward. And He's sitting and, and, out. Oh, totally. And now it's moving. Victor Frankenstein realises the monster looks even more disgusting. <laughs> they describe it as worse than an animated mummy. <laughs> okay. So, which I think we all use as a we, scale. Absolutely. Yeah. We know what that means. Mummy deanimated, clearly worse than animated. Yeah. Is the implication here. A mummy that is just lying there, fine. Fine. Up Although about, a little bit gross. 
scary. Mummy, probably, to be honest, the neatest of all those classic yeah, monsters. But animated. But animated, oh dear. Yeah, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Jerking with a dust going yeah, everywhere. Yeah, terrible. Mm. So he, hi- he hides all night and then runs away in the morning. <laughs> All Frankenstein's monster did was go. Beep, 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 and he's like, we, 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 ah, I gotta get out of here. I am terrified of this creature. <laughs> he looks icky. <laughs> but why is it eight foot tall? <laughs> I mean, I did this, but come on. <laughs> and uh, he runs into his uh, old friend, Henry Clevel. Mm-hmm. His name sounds a lot like Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kept true. imagining Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> Well, I won't be able to help do it either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I imagine some sort of badly CGI'd mustache. <laughs> anyway, they go back to Frankenstein's apartment and Frank was super worried that the monster would still be there walking around. Well, I mean, where else he going to go? But he was super relieved to realise it has escaped. That's just a, a person who's just not dealing with their consequences. Which for me know? is just... Way more terrifying because it's now yeah. it's out there in the yeah, world. But true. he's like, "Woo, not my problem <laughs> yeah. anymore. Not my problem. Can't identify me. All his speaking's in gibberish. Yeah, he doesn't can't know identify who I am. He's like Scott Burn. Free. Can you imagine being Henry Cavill when Frankenstein comes to your door and is like, uh, and he's like, "Well, man, what? You're in a hurry. I made a man <laughs> too big. Speaks gibberish. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Especially Need help. If, if you, as Henry Cavill, just don't believe him, and then you go back and he's gone. <laughs> he's like." Do you want to have breakfast? <laughs> I got eggs. Yeah, I swear yeah. he was here. You've been on the terps again? Have you been absent? Yeah. Well, Frank tries to hold it together for breakfast, but Henry uh, sees through it and asks what was going on. And Frank has his first of many full nervous breakdowns. Uh, okay. From it didn't this take point, him long. From this point on, there are many, many breakdowns. That's fair. I, I mean, get, I get it. I, I do. I do you. I mean, like, he's obsessed about creating, um, like, life. He did it. It just kind of pointed and spoke gibberish, well, and now kind of he's like, like the, the penny dropped. Okay, imagine you have Meccano. You remember Meccano? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, so you've got uh-huh. heaps of Meccano, and you make a little robot. Yeah. You're like, this is great, but then it pulls a knife on you. Yeah. That's a basically the same. You didn't expect. You were I didn't just expect excited it, to but make life. He didn't pull a knife. He just pointed and said yeah, gibberish. Yeah, if the Meccano was pointing at me, I would be, I'd be running into the street. <laughs> I'd, I'd be, be like, very, if the Meccano pointed at me in its little robot mouth, like, I'd be like, I, I, I have to go. I have to go get my friend that plays but, Superman. <laughs> but cl- Superman, help. <laughs> but clearly he was like, I. Ah, yes, if I create them, I'll be their god and look at me like I'm the you know, the creator. He could have been doing that, but yeah. he just didn't know. It's I hard. know, he could have he... been like, you're great. <laughs> like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Do you want me you to do the great. dishes? Yeah. I'll do anything you want, <laughs> yeah. but we don't know. Mm. But he has his uh, first full nervous breakdown, fully collapses. Henry has to look after him for several months. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> he really a... goes quick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he probably wasn't sleeping for like three seasons. Yeah, that's fair. That's so, fair. You know. I get it. He might have just been exhausted, to be honest. Sleep deprivation. (laughs) Deprived himself. Eventually, when he's well enough, Henry asks uh, Frank to write a letter to Frank's father Mm. and Elizabeth just to let him know that he's he's all right because he hasn't been writing back to them because he's obviously been out of it. Um, And he also gets a letter from Liz. The letter from Liz says that she just wants to hear that he's okay and gives some local updates. Okay, cool. Is this still in the story being told to the ship, Captain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That is what... 
What a boring piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like the sh- Justine. Is this a new cat? Oh, okay, Justine. Just, just... And, oh, and here's just some local. There's some updates of just local yeah. gossip. Like, and the weather oh. that day was. <laughs> been raining more that season. Like we don't care. This is years ago. So now. easy to ra- all of these like shipwrights and such with their heads in their hands. <laughs> Get back yeah. to the monster, okay. you man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you'll 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 you gift. Were, sure. We're talking about an eight foot monster, and now you're talking about the weather <laughs> from several years ago. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> How is this relevant? How do you remember? How do you remember? Keep going, keep going. Frank writes back and feeling better, he goes back to uni to start working again. But all his scientific instruments, or even the mention of science, makes him feel uncomfortable. Okay. He's getting flashbacks. Yeah, PTSD. So decides it's best to return home to Switzerland, but is delayed by snow and a heavy winter. More weather chat. <laughs> he passed time by studying languages. Cool. And his mate uh, Henry really cheers him up. And over the months, he begins to enjoy and appreciate life and nature again. So oh, that's it's nice. It's on the mend. Good. I guess, I guess about the monster. We, you know, we laugh at, at Frankenstein, but he's telling us this because it's a, yeah, the monster's cool, but this was an important part in his life. I you mean, know? yeah, I just I'd be looking at this being like, so you you just ran at the the first sign of anything, <laughs> good or bad, you don't know. You just assumed he was icky looking, and that was it. And you let him go. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, oh, phew, not my problem. And he's given all the. I mean, but the the story it is called Frankenstein. That's it's true, his true. story. It's not really it's not about, about the, 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 the monster. Is a side mm. note. Yeah. he wants to talk about his parents, <laughs> how they met, his oh, life, his ups and downs. I, I was a cow. I just assumed he was lying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, I always yeah. forget that I'm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh, what an interesting storyteller. Liar. This guy's a liar. <laughs> like this liar. This but guy. we're stuck in the snow. There's nothing else to do. He's yeah. entertaining me. And at, at least there's something going yeah. on. <laughs> uh, finally. Uh, a letter arrives to Frank's home from his from his father, but under terrible circumstances. Oh no! His little brother William, okay, has been murdered. No! Oh my god! No, <laughs> not little William. Sorry, I just brought him into your life and then <laughs> took him cruelly away. You didn't know about him, <laughs> little William. Oh no, he's gone. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Don't get attached to that guy. <laughs> but he had uh, playing in the park. He went to hide during a game and he didn't return. Oh no! So they sent a search party out, and his father found him dead after nightfall. Oh. Cousin Elizabeth, yes, the property of Frankenstein. The presence, the present, present, yeah. Blamed herself as she let William play with a valuable picture of his mother, and this is now missing. And what think, game can you play for I, the picture? I'm not. I don't even know yeah. why the picture is valuable, but <laughs> but it's now gone. So they think that the boy was murdered. Someone oh. was robbing him. Oi, uh, that kid's got a valuable <laughs> picture of a person's mum. <laughs> may have oh, been. not that picture. Give it here, kid. <laughs> I think it may have been like in a locket or something. Maybe okay. it was a valuable uh, piece yeah. of jewelry. So they think someone's been murdered for it. To keep the keep mm. the locket, so he's gone. Upon hearing this news, Frank immediately leaves to return home to Switzerland for the first time in six years. Oh, yeah, he hasn't right. been there for a long time. Oh, wow. He gets to Geneva late at night when the town's gates are shut. So to kill time, he goes to where William was discovered. It's raining and storming, and in the flashes of lightning, he sees the monster <gasps> watching him. Oh no! The monster quickly runs away up a mountain <laughs> to, to escape. <laughs> okay. Well, he's eight foot tall. I mean, <laughs> he can't to scale. I, I mean, you just pointed and said gibberish, yeah. and that was enough to scare Victor. So why would you? He's scared now. He doesn't know what's going he's on. Terrified. But he's now convinced that the monster was the one who killed his little brother. I mean, I made that assumption as well. I'd be, I'd be like, yes, it was straight him. Straight to that. I would not. I would be like, the monster doesn't understand property. He doesn't know. <laughs> mm. He doesn't need that picture. Why does he need that picture? <laughs> When Frank arrives at his father's house, yeah, he's told by his little brother Ernest, another brother. <laughs> he's one big hey, you still good? Don't take him away. Ernest remains. Yes, I'm, I'm attached. I'm good. Good. <laughs> good. Yes, good. Ernest is still alive at this point. At this point. Oh, oh no! Oh, no. Oh, not man. Ernest. 
Well, he tells tells his big brother Frank that one of their trusted maids, Justine, has been arrested for the crime of the murder. Oh. She had apparently been acting suspiciously on the day of the murder, claiming to be sick and spent the day in bed. Mm. Very suspicious. Very perfect alibi. And she loved that picture of their (laughs) mum. Well, later the stolen photo was found in her possession. Wow. Which looks very guilty. Yeah, that's sus. That's sus. Makes her look very guilty. I'd pin the crime on her. Frank can't tell anyone about his monster because he thinks he'll look insane. But well, well, he will. Yeah. Which he, which he, I mean, he's still got some of his faculties. This is good. But he still protests Justine's innocence, saying, she definitely didn't do it. I've got no reason that I can tell you why, but she didn't. And his cousin Elizabeth agrees. She also thinks Justin, Justine didn't do it, thinking okay. she's a, always been good to the family. Uh-huh. Justine is put on trial and a lot of circumstantial evidence stacks up and makes her look very guilty. Yeah. She argues that she knows it looks bad. I love that. <laughs> I know this looks real bad. And if I was you, I would hang me. But yes. look, oh, however, look, I might have done it. It does look like I definitely did. But, but okay, I did it. But I didn't <laughs> do it. But um, she doesn't have an explanation for how the valuable photo was found on it, but she claims to be innocent. Look, I know it looks bad, and I don't know how that got there. <laughs> how did it's it not mine. Up? I don't know. I don't, look. I've never it. seen that photo before, except when I stole it from the dead boy's body. Maybe a, 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 a sparrow uh, was foraging in the woods and There's... they found the photo and just dropped it in my room. I mean, that's plausible, <laughs> yes. I always bring stuff back to The Simpsons. So that episode where uh, Reverend Lovejoy's daughter mm, mm, goes mm. out with Bart Simpson. Yes. Jessica. And uh, at the end, <laughs> they find the collection plate has been robbed and it's under her bed. Mm. <laughs> and the father says, well, somehow the... The boy must have put his bedroom inside my house. <laughs> well, use your imagination, people. That's basically her defense. Yes. yes What's that? Yes. Great. There's a cl- like an actual murder that happened, like a murder mystery, where one of the big theory. I-, I wish I could remember any more details, but I know one of the big theories is an owl. Oh, did the big it? owl. That there's an a, owl, a Netflix doco. Yeah, an owl this. slammed into her head and yeah, killed yeah, yeah. her. And it was like, you've killed your wife. He's like, no, it was an owl. <laughs> <laughs> and did he get away with it? Or? No, oh, surely I, I don't I know should watch that doco. But I think maybe. An owl at speed. Yes, because everyone was like, that's ridiculous. And someone was like, no, wait, there is legitimate evidence for maybe a powerful owl. <laughs> Struck this woman down. I like the idea of they're like, we got to test it and just huck an owl somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we killed six people. We killed six people and certainly as many owls. (laughs) We're no closer to the truth. (laughs) And his defense is, look, I know this sounds crazy. (laughs) I know it looks like I did it. But it wasn't you... me. It was that dreaded one-armed owl. <laughs> Kept flying around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, my wife stepped into that circle. <laughs> so she's like, I, I'm innocent. I don't know how to prove it. She asked people to come forward and testify for a good character. Okay. Unfortunately for her, no one will except Elizabeth. Frankenstein's sister and the sister of the murdered boy. Yes. Not even Frankenstein will do it. And he knows. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Dah. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, sadly, Elizabeth's testimony is not enough to sway the court and Justine is condemned to death. Now, uh, look, I mean, I'd do it. It's scary that you can get condemned to death for stealing a photo. Oh, and killing no, a boy. Killing, killing the boy. <laughs> killing the boy. No, well, I mean, they were fine with that. They just really <laughs> loved <laughs> the photo. <laughs> it's a very, very valuable it's, photo. It's very valuable. It's a absolutely. picture of her mum. Justine then confesses to the murder and everyone, especially Elizabeth, is shocked. She's like, I stood up for you and said you're innocent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when Elizabeth goes to see her in prison, it turns out Justine didn't commit the crime. <gasps> she just confessed to it in an attempt to absolve herself in heaven. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's sure, like, well, sure. maybe if I 
Maybe if I just say I did it, I won't, I'll go to heaven. Uh, she's hanged, sadly. <laughs> That's rough. Frankenstein now feels the guilt of two murders, his brother William and now Justine as well. Because oh. he's like, if I didn't create this monster, both of them would be alive. That's oh. look fair. I mean, look, you don't have any proof of that either. But, uh, but okay. <laughs> okay, Frank. And Justine did admit, so. Mm. Yeah. Hey, you're off the hook. I like, it's such a confusing ploy, like arriving in heaven and being like, I know I did it, but I said I didn't. And God being like, what? I've, I'm hedging my bets here. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? Which would have been the best. I said because... both. I said I didn't do it and I said I did do it. <laughs> so, I know I and didn't do it. You in. know I didn't do it. Right? So... And the God's like, so where'd the photo come from? Where <laughs> did it come from? I don't know, Justine. Look, I Seems pretty suspicious. I can't though. explain the photo, I know. <laughs> if I were you, I wouldn't let me. <laughs> if I were you, I'd tell straight to hell. But, but please. <laughs> She's just in this infinite loop. Yeah. Another trial. God's like, mm, hang her. <laughs> Uh, racked with extreme guilt over these two deaths mm. and in a state of despair, after a couple of months, Frankenstein suddenly leaves <coughs> his family and goes on a long journey. Mm. He goes through an isolated valley and he's happy to get away from the world and isolate himself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully get mm. back to nature. Sure. Yeah. Frankenstein, which I've got, well, I must remind people, is the, do- is the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. creator. Yeah, yeah. You'll always have that, that smug person that's oh, like, I think you'll find yeah. that yeah. Frankenstein is the name of the creator, not the monster. <laughs> Oh. Every time someone says that, you imagine them getting so smug that they like vomit a big pink worm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so just a shout out to all those uh, smug bastards out there. <laughs> uh, Frankenstein climbs uh, Mount Montevert, yeah. okay. a tall mountain, and he crosses a glacier, remembering how when he was younger and he was in this place, he loved the view, and he's hoping it will clear his mind. Okay. Well, then when he gets there, he doesn't love the view because in I the view... It. Is the monster. Oh, my gosh. The giant monster crosses at human speed towards him. Man, look, he's... Su- sorry, superhuman speed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mary Shelley is so descriptive. The deer was running at deer-like speed. They're, wow. Oh, that's ridiculous. He was hit in the face by an owl traveling at owl speed. <laughs> Basic <Wow>. owl speed. <laughs> um, so he travels yes. to him superhuman speed. He says, quote, I expected this reception, said the demon. All men hate the wretched. How then must I be hated, who am miserable, miserable beyond all living things? Yet you, my creator, detest and spurn me, thy creature, to whom thou art bound by ties only dissoluble by the annihilation of one of us. Your purpose to kill me? How dare you sport thus with life? Do your duty towards me, and I will do mine towards you and the rest of mankind. If you will comply with my conditions, I will leave them and you at peace. But if you refuse, I will glut the maw of death until it be satiated with the blood of your remaining friends. Ooh. Well, plus on the plus side, uh, he's learned English. Yeah, that's, yes. that's good. I was about to say, uh, he is now super articulate. If you mm. yeah. He now speaks like a Shakespearean character. <laughs> but nice. Instead of going, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't, he continues, quote, How can I move thee? Will no entreaties cause thee to turn a favourable eye upon thy creature, who implores thy goodness and compassion? The monster asks Frankenstein to hear him out and listen to his incredible tale and invites Frankenstein into his hut. Okay. okay. I mean, that's nice. On you it rests whether I quit forever the neighbourhood of man and lead a harmless life or become the scourge of your fellow creatures and the author of your own speedy ruin, end quote. Frankenstein reluctantly agrees to listen. He feels a duty as his creator. I mean, you just listen, mate. He's not asking you for, like, you know, riches or, like, 
you know, hey, you know, you owe me some money. Just yeah. on, I just want, just want, just want ear time. Just time. It's great. It's very funny. If it was just a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get out of your hair. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I want. So when um, my other podcast do go on was in the UK very recently, we were walking along the street and uh, it was late at night, and a man in Bristol came up and essentially was asking us for mm. money. But he went on this very long. He's like, "I know um, this isn't great to come up to people, but I'm just trying to tell you my story." And then Matt, who I was travelling with, who's open and often very honest, he goes to him. This is confusing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, and sort of retreated away. But it was just Matt's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking. What? What? Are you, what is this? Like, is it, he went so hard, and the story went for so long. It was like, is this? What's your scam? Is this a scam? <laughs> are you? Is this busking? Sure, I'm sure it is wasn't, it's... but yeah, this Should is confusing. Should I sit down? <laughs> I'll go get some soup and a crack. Listen and write this story. So uh, the story is now told from the monster's perspective. So now it's a man recounting Dr. Frankenstein recounting the monster. Amazing. So it's a story and a story and a story. Beautiful. In a letter, all these people have obviously put their own polish mm. on the story. Yep. No, yep. This is, it's a classic game of telephone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who knows how accurate the letter now is, but this is the story we're given. Okay. Uh, the, the monster explains becoming conscious and experiencing different senses for the first time in intricate detail. To be honest, probably too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> he describes discovering a fire in the forest and how, how he kept it going and that wet wood wouldn't burn. <laughs> That's great. Frankenstein's being like, I know fire. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, and then I felt hungry and then I felt angry and then fire. I had food and I wasn't hungry anymore and I was less angry. Uh, yeah, like he, he <laughs> Look, goes to dot point. My creation. Where, where, I know you yes. think this is notable stuff, but, <laughs> but to me, this ain't this ain't nothing. <laughs> How did he find fire in a forest? Well, I assume a forest fire. I'm, okay, I'm just <laughs> assuming that maybe like... he comes across an abandoned fire and people right. didn't follow proper fire safety and put yeah, it out yeah. with sand. Okay, they let it going. Oh, wow. Uh, he f- he found a village and mm. uh, everyone freaked out at the sight of him and attacked him and made him run away. Well, look. Aww. Paul. He's like, what's going on? I get this. At this point, he still also can't speak, so yeah. he's kind of like. Rah, 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 rah. Plus, he's gross looking. Yeah, with his black lips and, and wet eyes. Weepy wet yeah. eyes. But beautiful black hair and proportions. <laughs> so let's not forget about the proportions. Oh my god, that monster is in proportion. <laughs> but those proportions are big and dead. <laughs> Uh, after this, he takes shelter in a backyard shed, basically, <laughs> and builds himself a little home in the straw. Mm. He then notices that from the shed, he can see through a crack into the cottage of a family, and he creepily watches the people that live inside. Okay, and this is the monster. This is the monster. Yeah. For many, many months, he just oh, okay. watches these people. Okay. Inside is an old man, a younger girl, and a younger man. Okay. They prepare meals, read from books, and even play music together. Aww. And Frank is infatuated with them. They become his friends, even though they don't know he exists. That's fine. Sure. He's learning. Yeah, he's figuring it out day at a time. I just called him Frank. I meant the monster. So sorry. Okay. The monster keeps secretly watching the family and observes that their father is blind, that they are often sad, and eventually works out it's because they are poor and in, in winter they struggle to afford to eat. Hmm. Hoping to help them out, at night he goes into the woods and uses giant stature and... Uh, uh, monst- monstrous strength to cut and collect firewood before secretly dropping it off to their house oh, every day. What a lovely... I, for some reason, thought you were going to say it goes into the woods and finds a deer and just. Yeah, <laughs> just... I was thinking that as well. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's monstrous strength, hunts a deer. And... <laughs> I'm imagining him just shoving his hand in a rabbit hole and pulling out like eight rabbits, <laughs> <laughs> dropping them off out the front. Somebody's delivered his corpses again. <laughs> well, they seem thankful but astonished by the random wood. They keep, they're like, they have no idea who's dropping it off. 
Uh, the monster observes their language, and we find out here that he actually still can't talk. Okay. But through observation, he starts picking up key words and works out their names are Agatha, Felix, and Father. Ah, yes, Father. <laughs> oh, yes, Father. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they speak French, so he's learning French at this stage. Oh. Uh, which Bilingual. Like, which yeah. his creator also speaks French. And he, um, Dr. Mm. Frankenstein speaks French and English. Is okay. the implication that, that the... Everybody just called father father because he was their father, yeah. Mm. And but Frankenstein thinks it's a real yeah, name. Yeah, that's the joke. That's there. that's, that's great. from Mary Shelley being like, "What an idiot!" He thought his yeah. name was father. I'm just yeah. enjoying Frankenstein being like, "Do I correct him? <laughs> do, I, do I correct him or do I just let him go?" <laughs> just off let him keep going. I <gasps> wonder whilst out in the woods, the monster catches his reflection in a pool of water and startles himself because he is so hideous. Oh, oh my no. gosh. He decides he wants to get to know the language before approaching the family. That way he can explain himself when they freak out over his appearance. That's clever. That's no, a good no, plan. He's a thinking you know, man. He's a and thinking also maybe creature. wear a hood. Yeah. Some, yeah. Just a nice fetching hood. A hood that sort of like makes you look less than eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hunch. Something, and some, something be slimming. a hunch boy. Maybe some lippy, some lip gloss. Yeah. Just to, to kind of, of lessen the dead like, lips. Yeah, but, but, like a yellow but you gotta keep Sunnies them, yeah. so that you can't see your wet eyes. <laughs> they want people, you want people to see your beautiful illustrious Nick Cave style black hair. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's, Maybe that... not the hood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Everything but mm. a hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they can see is hair. Yeah. Well, uh, this thing has hair. <laughs> it's delivering us wood. Coming to my good. family. <laughs> uh, months go by with watching, uh, with him watching on and then one day an Arabic girl arrives on horseback and joins the family. Oh, cool. Okay. She is welcome with open arms. The girl who the monster works at is called Safi. Okay. Okay. Uh, she doesn't speak French and is slowly taught all the basics by Felix, who it turns out oh, is her lover. Oh, what a dink. The monster watches on and starts to learn along with her, even claiming that he learns faster than her. So suck it, Safi. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Safi wasn't so stupid. <laughs> so this is how he's mm. picked up language. Okay. He just happened to watch some French lessons, oh. lessons being taught. Amazing. Uh, Felix also reads history to Safi and as, as a way to teach her. And uh, the monster hears about the Greeks and the Romans and all about governments and money and how some people have lots of wealth and are respected for it, but the masses don't have much at all. Yeah. Mm, this Not much the, has changed. Sends the mo- oh, it's a bit of a, bit of a commentary changed. here. Huh? Huh? <laughs> We're we picking that up, Mary Shelley. We're getting it. We're getting it. <laughs> this sends the monster into a bit of an existential crisis. He hears how humans are valued by possessions, Positions of power, family, friendship, and money. He reasons he has none of this and has no friends and starts to wonder what his worth is in this world. Oh, boy. Those mm. are big thoughts for a, no. big thoughts for a big man. <laughs> yeah. big th- that, which his thoughts have gone from fire to <laughs> what am I worth? <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> uh, the monster now uh, tells the story of the family and the Arabic girl Safi. So now it's Captain Walton. <laughs> Telling the story of Dr. Frankenstein, telling the story of his monster who's telling the story oh of Felix's family god. and the Arabic girl Safi. Oh my god. That's crazy. That's why. Too many, it's too many people. Safi's father was a wealthy man that annoyed the French government in Paris and was arrested for basically doing nothing. Okay. He was Turkish. Uh, it's implied they yeah, didn't like yep, him. Yep, yep, sure, yep. sure. Felix, who at this time was also quite wealthy who's the son of the blind man, and feeling sorry for the innocent man, decided to help Safi's father escape from prison. Oh, that's nice. During this time, he met Safi, and her father said, if you can help me out of prison, you can marry my daughter. Okay, sure. Felix did help him out, and they escaped the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They went to Greece on their way back to Turkey. But Felix's blind father, whose name is not father and actually De Lacy. Oh, 
This, wait, so is Frankenstein? <laughs> no, sorry. Frankenstein's monster is like, I met this family. And father and Frankenstein himself is like that idiot. And he's like, but then I found out. I know he could have just corrected himself. Could have, I later found out his name wasn't father. Yeah, no, but he's like, I'll save that reveal. I felt like a fool. Yeah, so that is a bit of a reveal. Uh, but back home, the blind father and sister of Felix are arrested for his brother's crimes. Okay, because he broke the man out of prison. Felix went to rescue them, and they were all in prison for five months. During this time, they lost their status and fortune and were exiled out of their home country. <sighs> Broth. So that's Broth. why they're in this hovel, yeah, this cottage yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Because they're too good, too good for this world. I f- feel very sorry for the captain of the ship now, who yes. is so deep in, the, like, mm. you're at the monster part, which is the most exciting part of the story. And then we took a left turn and learned about Monsters Safi. Like, I'm going to tell you about a family. <laughs> no, there's a lot of it. It's like, what? what's going on? Uh, Safi's father, that Felix had escaped, the wealthy Turkish man, mm. Secretly didn't want his daughter marrying a Christian. Oh my God. And he went back on the deal and decided just to take his daughter back home to Turkey. So when he was out of the country, he was like, Yes, see you later. Thanks for uh, (laughs) sacrificing your fortune and your blind blind dad going to jail. But (laughs) uh, we've got to (laughs) go. But it turns out that Safi has fallen in love with Felix. Oh, that's a sick plus. In the end, she ran away from her dad and arrived at the cottage to live a life of poverty with the man she loves. Oh, that's lovely. She's now learning French. But couldn't understand. Yes. No. Okay. (laughs) He's not understanding. Cool. They fell in love, but... Couldn't share a language. Well, that's going on. I guess her dad, who was working in Paris, he spoke French, so he was doing the... He did the translating. The translating. Yeah, this guy says you're great. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Uh, the The monster... Watches the family for a few more months, and he's basically in love with them. He feels like they're his, fa- they're his family. How oblivious is this fam? You know what I mean? There's an eight-foot just... monster watching you through the wall. And well, we just know. don't go in that shed. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I don't yeah, know. Well, it was the woodshed. Now the wood gets delivered for some <laughs> so, reason. So. Mm, you don't need I'm not going to check the woodshed to see. No. Nah, hey, I don't need it's to. It's crazy. So he watches for a few months before finally getting up the courage to introduce himself using their language. Okay. He's been well, practicing. This is clever, good. yeah. He decides it's best to wait for the others to go out and first introduce himself to the blind man who won't judge his appearance. That's oh, he's huh? very lucky with this family. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. To find a blind man. Find yeah. a blind man. They're already teaching French. Ah, no. Things worked out. Very convenient, Mary Shelley. <laughs> uh, so the monster plucks up his courage and goes in to see the blind man who is sli- slightly confused but eager to help the monster who cryptically talks about meeting some friends and being in need of help. Okay. With the friends. Okay. Then the others arrive home and he says to the blind man, these are the friends I speak of. Help me in my hour of need. And things don't exactly go to plan with Agatha fainting, Safi running away, and Felix attacking the monster, who not wanting to hurt him as he easily could, just runs outside and into his hovel and they don't notice him go back into the shed. <laughs> Where'd he go? Not going to check. I mean, what night. was his plan there? I need help with my friends. Those friends secretly are your family. I know. He just he was very, way too cryptic. Yeah, very confused. Just to be like, hi, I'm lost. Hello, I am a monster, but you can't see how gross I am. <laughs> yes. But I'm pretty nice. I've been watching you for my... I mean, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. None of no. that. None of that. Hi, remember, the, remember all that wood? That that was me. That was me. I Wait, no, I've been here for... That wasn't me. What? <laughs> Crazy. Speak, speak better French than your dumb daughter-in-law. Yeah. Maybe I could marry your son. Yeah. I haven't been uh, watching you creepily for like almost a year now. Yeah, that's... it is. Why do you never go in your woodshed? <laughs> yeah, that's his main <laughs> opening line. <laughs> oh, the monster is very hurt by this. Mm. He vows revenge on all mankind, but then rethinks about the family he's watched for so long. Decides to try again and befriend the blind man. He's okay. like, I'll go for round two. Yeah. Uh, all right. Try again. 
they freaked out, but I, but I do look weird, so okay, I'll try again. <sighs> but then when he gets to the house, he overhears Felix, the son, telling the landlord that he has to move and he doesn't care what it costs, how much money he loses in the deal. His family are terrified of the disgusting monster that haunts them. They all leave and the monster never sees them again. Oh, look, to be honest, that's, that's a good thing because I honestly thought when we started learning about this family that Frankenstein's monster was going to eat them. Yeah, so, like, very hey. possible. So, But that was his journey into falling in love with people and then mm. burning his advances. He does, however, burn down the cottage. <laughs> I mean, the landlord is Patsy's. like, I did nothing. <laughs> a bit overreacting, but hey, look, oh, you were man. spurned. I like to think he, your feelings he's hurt. leaving, he's looking at the cottage and then he remembers fire. Uh-huh. <gasps> That's yes. right. Is it wet? No, no. we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's a three-step three process. But this is him learning about betrayal, yeah. what, like the emotion betrayal, because he would never have experienced it. No, no, it's no, all about no, experience. No, Surely the that's the did, first the thing he did. Yeah, no, he know, he's felt this before. Yes, yeah. but, now but now he, he knows it's fire. not just the doctor. Yeah. Anyone can give him Everyone. this feeling. Yes. Maybe because he's now seen the villagers that chased him out of town. This is the three strikes. Exactly. He swears revenge against his creator, the one who made him like this, okay. Dr. Frankenstein, yes, who somehow he knows lives in Geneva and decides to travel there using a map that he found. Cool. And the property somewhere. <laughs> right. Cool. So he's got a plot. He like, wants to go. Burn down the house. Wait, there might be things in there. Ah, a map. Oh, Look. a map. I'll keep this. It's basically like a video game. Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. clear could that map be <laughs> yeah, to give you his exact You are here. <laughs> Frankenstein's house. <laughs> <We're in here. laughs> Uh, on the journey there, so he has to travel through the forest, um, mm. often at nightfall because he doesn't want humans seeing him and freaking out at him. But he hears a girl calling for help and uh, saves her from drowning in a river. Okay. Oh, but her friend nice. just sees a monster standing over oh, over damn. her and shoots him. Oh, boy. Oh. It takes him a few months to recover, and this time he decides to swear proper revenge on all <laughs> mankind and all people. I saved a woman. Her friend just shot me. <laughs> This is for real, real now. That's four strikes. I gave you like a bonus strike. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets to Geneva and this is where he sees a young boy who he hopes is so innocent and young that he won't freak out at the sight of the monster. Mm. He hopes he can raise the boy and convince him to love him. Raise the boy? (laughs) That doesn't work out. I mean, mean, he's his father's son in that regard. Yeah, that'll look fair. It doesn't work out so well, and uh, when he grabs the boy, the boy freaks out and starts yelling for his father, whose last name is Frankenstein. <gasps> oh, my God. The monster finds out that the, the boy is the brother of his creator and the and his enemy and decides to kill the boy by strangling him. <gasps> this is, of course, William that I spoke yeah. of earlier. Justine died for no reason. Oh, no. She well, was she, she did admit to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the monster Whoa. grabs a photo that the boy had with him. Yeah. The uh, famous photo I was talking about. Yeah, it's a valuable oh, monster. He killed his uncle. He killed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. The monster then stumbles into a barn and finds a lady sleeping. Mm. He decides to frame her for the murder of the boy and leaves the photo on her sleeping body. This is, of course, Justine. Oh, that's great that Justine woke up, saw the photo, and just what? Put it in her pocket? I think that maybe he put it in, uh, yeah, in her yeah, pocket yeah. and then okay. she was later searched. She was like a deep sleeper. Yeah. Like a big yeah. eight Foot giant comes in. She doesn't hear anything. The servant is later hanged, of course, for killing mm-hmm. William. Yes, 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 uh, the so, monster who was who has been relating his whole story to his creator in the mountain explains that he is now up to speed on the story and that the monster wants one thing from him before he leaves him alone. Mm. For the doctor to create a companion for him. New TV ah. show, Monster Once a Wife. <laughs> yes. Big fan. I think it could be something. I know the perfect body. Justine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look, mm? she is gone. Mm? 
Is that where the bride? That's presumably where the bride of Frankenstein, yeah, yeah, like idea came from. For like, yes, he's basically demanding a bride. I want a bride. I would like a bride. Everyone else gets a maiden life. Mm -hmm. Why don't shouldn't I get one? Look, fair. Look, Frankenstein. You haven't really proven yourself to be capable of looking after another human being. So why don't we start small and give you, like, I don't know, a A Frankenstein cat or a dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But. Learn a bit about responsibility. Dr. Frankenstein doesn't start small. Remember, he wanted to start small. Uh, he does And he went he, full on. He does it. Eight foot man. He's a guy that will propose on the third date. That's who he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sucks because, like, I mean, like, he could make... Why not make, like, eight of them, Frankenstein? Yeah. Send him to live on an island. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then, like, tourists mm. can go there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Frankenstein Park? Because <laughs> did Fra- Frankenstein ever, like, lost anyone? Did he? What do you like, mean? in his early years? To drive him to try and conquer death? No, he just thought it was well, a neat idea. Well, his mother died from scarlet fever. Oh, that's oh, okay. true. That's true. But he didn't try and bring her back. No. No, he didn't. He let her go. He's just like, I'd like to see if I can. I'd like to mm. see if, I can, if I'm capable of it. Okay. Oh, no, I was. That's well, okay. That's, that's... I did it. Guess who's a bloody genius? It's <laughs> me. I was just studying for two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you learn French quicker than that girl. But guess who defeated death? <laughs> yeah. Boy. Well, the demon as a uh, Dr. Frankenstein refers to him. He calls him the demon, the monster, Rough. the Bit thing. Rude. rude. Mm. Ooh, double rude. He says. He's like, it's your duty to create this for me, but Frank refuses. The monster says, if you do, I promise both of us, myself and my bride, will stay away from society and not bother anyone. Okay. But if you don't, I'll take revenge on you and everyone you love. Okay. It seems an easy deal. Deal on the table. I wish instead of calling him demon or monster, he just called him my bad son. (laughs) (laughs) My bad son. You've been a bad My bad son. I shouldn't have made you. Yeah, no, it seems like an easy deal. Whatever, make the bride. Then you Whatever. don't have to f- bloody worry about it. Yeah, you're done, mate. Well, Dr. Frankenstein eventually agrees if the monster swears to leave Europe forever. <laughs> okay. He cares not about other continents. <laughs> North America, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Go can, to town. You can man. dunk them hard. <gasps> he, he swears that, okay. but adds that he'll be watching the doctor create his wife. So no funny business. Yeah. Okay. Look, no. Okay. What, what could he do? Don't give her like a small face yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of this normal yeah. six foot nonsense. Yeah. He better be hot. Eight, he better be eight, eight foot. foot tall. And luxury hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I want. But I don't want her to look so much like me that it's like yeah. marrying my yeah, sister. No. Yeah. That sounds like something yeah. you would do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe eyes less wet, please. Yeah. Hey, for your second eyes? go. Yeah. <laughs> less wet eyes, less yellow skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a regular height. Oh, yeah, look, you know what? I'll go and do some murders. I'll get the right, <laughs> yeah, that's right. person. That's what I want. I'll do some sketches. Yeah. <laughs> So Frankenstein, the doctor, returns to his home city of Geneva in Switzerland and hangs with his family for a bit whilst thinking of the task ahead of him. Mm. He's really dreading building the monster's wife and keeps putting it off. Frankenstein's dad... <laughs> That's great. Oh, he's like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frankenstein's yeah. dad comes along and uh, says, look, I know why you're upset. Okay. I think it's that you feel weird that I want you to marry your adopted sister, Elizabeth. Okay. Because she's your sister or that you've met another woman. And that you feel guilty that you don't want to marry her. But it's cool. You don't have to marry your sister. And Swing Fra- and a miss, Dad. And Frank replies, he, he's, he actually says, Look, I know this has been my plan your whole life since we adopted her and we talked about this, but it's cool. And he says, no, I fully expect to marry my sister that I call cousin, but I just have one thing to do first. <laughs> mm. gotta- the dad's like, that brings me great joy. <laughs> Just got to sort out one little hiccup, Dad, yep, and yeah. then I'm all yours. I just yeah, have yeah, to yeah. build a, a, an eight-foot... Female monster. <laughs> yeah. 
We were all expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, fr- Frank decides the best place to, to build a new monster is in England because it's secluded. He'll mm-hmm. find a place there where no one knows him. There's also some philosophers that he wants to meet there. That oh, been talking right. about. Two birds, one stone. talking about life and, and, what, you know, and what it means. He rounds up his old mustache-free mate, Henry Clavel, uh-huh. from earlier in the in the book, and mm-hmm. they go on a bit of a boy's road trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. They travel, through time. To, they travel through Europe to England over many months. Mm-hmm. The whole time Frank is worried that the monster is secretly following them. Like They get on a cruise ship at one point, and it's like, where would the monster be? Is he on the guest he's list in the, his own in the boiler cabin. room, maybe? I know. Is he the entertainment? Are they like, <laughs> yeah. The curtains part? Yeah. Damn like, it! Mm, <laughs> playing the flute yeah. or something. But despite this... That monster looks... That eight-foot-tall accordion player looks so familiar. Can't quite put my... His eyes are just so wet. So he's worried he's being followed, but despite this, the two just piss around England for several months, just travelling to various cities on their way up to Scotland. That's great. Someone make it like a, a road trip. The new Frankenstein movie. It's a remake and you're like, oh, great. It's going to be horror, but just that section. Yeah, that yeah, bit yeah. where they're just partying. Yeah. None of this I Frankenstein no, garbage. No, no, no. This. But eventually uh, Frank uh, breaks away from Henry to set up a lab to build the new monster on one of the secluded uh, Scottish Orkney Islands okay. in the middle of nowhere. Only five people live on this island and he hires a cabin and gets to work. Okay. Well, sort of gets to work. He has he has days where he can't even bring himself to face the task, and this part of the book is many pages of existential crisis and complaining and freaking out. Uh, he goes from being whiny. such a war, like a workhorse yeah. to then just being just a lazyabout. Yeah, you know? yeah. Nah. So poor work ethic. This, I guess, is just trying days of you trying to get inside his mind. So mm-hmm. just imagine you're inside the mind of okay. a of a wreck. And uh, he starts freaking out that maybe the monster will go back on his word and together with his new wife, maybe they'll take over the entire world. <laughs> he's, he's really lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, he's he's on that spiral, you know. Yeah. It's that whole thing of like, all right, if I'm gonna if I'm late for work, my boss is gonna yell at me, and if, <laughs> if he yells at me, I'm gonna lose my job, and lose my job, I can't afford anything, and then if I can't afford it, I can't afford my rent, then I'm gonna be homeless, and my oh my god, oh, everything's no. happening. It's, and the oh. New York Stock Exchange will fail, and then yeah, the yeah, world, yeah. everyone will die, and then there'll be and nuclear exactly. war, and it's my fault, all because I was late to work. Yeah. I shouldn't have got that sandwich. <laughs> I really like that Frankenstein's like two slightly strong people. That's <laughs> That's it. all it'll take. And he can take a shot. He hasn't even tried to kill it. Yeah, he, he got, hasn't even tried. Frank got shot once and was out of commission for three months. Yeah, and I was like, shoot him a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. At least every three months, shoot him once. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's all you have to do. Then one night a boat appears mm-hmm. on the island and suddenly the monster is at the window watching him. All right. So, well, look, hey, in. hey, I hired a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. it's in that work review. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. exactly. You're doing it? <laughs> uh, well, this causes Frank to panic and he destroys his work on the female monster. Well, that's silly. He vows to himself to never make another monster no matter what. Oh, man. You fool. The other monster sees this, comes back and threatens Frank and his family, but this time it has no effect. He refuses to build the monster a wife. This pisses him off to no end, and he swears revenge and says, quote, I will be with you on your wedding night. Yeah, look, oh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm on Frankenstein's monster's side here. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he just did his job. Yeah. He's gone back on it. And yeah. all Frankenstein has ever done, well, oh, no, he killed his little brother, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, fair. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep forgetting yeah. that. <laughs> Keep for killing and forgetting <laughs> about why. William. All Justine did was steal a photo. Because <laughs> I was like, like all Frankenstein's monster did was point at him and say, Jibber. No. Mm. He killed a boy. He killed he his brother. killed a boy. Yeah. Uh, now alone. Only one. So the monster's like, I swear, swear yeah. revenge leaves. 
Now I'll line Frank wallows in his own crapulence for a few days mm-hmm. if I am to borrow a line from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually decides to destroy his laboratory and equipment so no one else can ever continue his work. Ugh. He takes all his equipment in a boat four miles out to sea late at night and mm-hmm. drops it into the ocean. Job well done. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out your valuables. Yeah, <laughs> he's just ditched all this. Sadly, he's not a great sailor. Oh. And the current takes him out to sea and he drifts for hours and hours and hours in the darkness, thinking he's going to die. But eventually he sees land and uses his shirt as a sail and makes it to land where a crowd gathers around him. <laughs> They're like, we saw you use your shirt as a huh? sail. That's impressive. I don't You're think a I'm... genius. You seem like the kind of guy that could make life. <laughs> We've yeah. been trying to make uh, life recently huh? in this village. Huh? <laughs> you might be just what we're looking for. But no one offers him help when he lands and he... <sighs> Talks to them and they're un- an unfriendly people. Okay. He discovered he has drifted to Ireland. <laughs> Not the Irish. <laughs> oh, no. Those unfriendly people. Uh, they tell him that they'll have to take him to the local magistrate to interview him. Okay. Apparently there's been a murder on the beach the day before and a man in a boat was seen leaving the beach just after the body was discovered. Mm. Man in boat. That's yeah, like the least. Hang on. There's only two boats in the world. Yeah. We only... saw a man in a boat, and you know what you are? A man in a boat. Mm. Man mm. with shoes mm. commits murder. All men with shoes in mm. for question. So Frank knows he is innocent, and he openly talks to the magistrate, but when he is shown the body, he collapses. Oh, it's no. his old mate, Henry Clovel. Oh, oh no. not Henry. Superman is down. Superman is dead. Apparently, that's Superman, down. apparently is. Superman was strangled He's to death. He had two weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Frank instantly knows it was the work of the monster. And upon collapsing, goes into a state of fevered panic for over two months. So again, yeah. he's gone. He Second just month. drops he's like just he's gone. He's out. For such a long time. Uh, when he gets his faculties back, he's in the infirmary of the local prison. For the last two months, apparently, he was ranting feverishly over and over again about how he is the murderer of his brother, the assistant Justine, and also Henry Clavel. Mm-hmm. Strangely, this makes him look a little bit guilty. Yeah, look, slightly. Yeah, look, I know, I know what this seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I know how this sounds. If I was you, I would... I, look, put me I away. From, I said I, I did it. it. I and it. you thought I did it. Man yeah. in a boat. I get that. And when I kept saying I did it, I meant Al did it. Yes, the Al, the owl did, it. did it. Al did it. Oh, I talk about my, oh, the Al in the first boy, person sometimes. You know, is egg on my face. This is so mm. embarrassing. Owl on my face. <laughs> uh, Frank is visited by his father in Ireland. Who gets, they, they work out that he, from some letters found on his possession that mm. that's okay. his dad. So they send for him. And after three months of fever, he finally gains enough strength to stand trial. And thankfully, it is proven that on the night of the murder, Frank was on Orkney Island in Scotland ah. and is freed. Oh, so one of those five people like, yeah, we saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great news, he's out of prison. But now the world seems like a prison. Oh, no. Oh, what? Institutionalized. He's completely mentally shot, having trouble sleeping. He's still sick. He's skeletally thin and in constant fear that the demon will return. He's lost his younger brother. He's lost Justine. He's lost his best friend. Mm. He's happy to return to Geneva with his father so that he can oversee and hopefully try and protect the family from his creation. Mm. What? Get a, just get a gun. Yeah, what does he think he can do? Yeah, if he on, thinks man. he can protect his family, why not? <sighs> There's so many weird... Mo- it's weird when Frankenstein earlier was like, I'm going to seek revenge. And yeah. The monster, sorry, was like, I'm going to seek revenge. And Frankenstein's like, you're yeah. you going to do it now? He's like, no. no. 
Give that, me a bit. That, that is <laughs> then when I'm like, ah, oh, God is gone. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll see you on your wedding night. Yeah. yeah. Or okay. again, he's, he's, yes, Frankenstein monster's a little bit, he's smart, but he's still kind of dumb. Yeah. So he could be like, rather than be like, ah, oh, yes, I'm not going to create this, just set an elaborate trap. Yeah. Yes, come over here, monster. This, I've made your wife. If you just make what a, is this, a gun? A bang. pit trap yeah. with the wife on the other side. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster falls in the hole. Barium problem solved. Done. Easy, easy, easy. It's a very simple plan. Yeah, look. Sadly, he ignores your <laughs> your advice. Damn it. He returns to Geneva and agrees to marry his cousin slash adopted sister slash present. Yes, good. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And tells her after the wedding he'll share with her his dark secret. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what I always want to hear on my <laughs> wedding night. Only no. once we're married will I admit to you my mm. dark secret that has made me seem like a crazy man over the last two years. Oh, good. I cannot wait. But you would be a bit excited to oh, find no, out. I mean, you're going to finally find out that dark secret. Yeah. And what, what a confusing it dark a secret it is. Oh, uh, you made a man, yes. And then he gibberish? Okay. <laughs> okay. What? He keeps oh. flashing back to what the monster said to him. I'll be with you on your wedding night. What could that mean? Taking what that as a threat to kill him mean? on his wedding night. You're an idiot. He reasons that he puts if he puts off the wedding night, surely the monster will just attack him at another time. <laughs> he actually says something like, there's no loophole that he didn't promise to only kill me on my wedding night. So if I never get married, I'll be alive forever. <laughs> he actually says something like that. Take that, Macduff, or whatever. He's like, so I may as well see uh, face him sooner rather than later. Mm. So he agrees to get married in 10 days' time and starts carrying a gun and knife everywhere he goes. Smart. Okay. Yeah, clever. Good. He's got a weapon now. First clever move he's made uh-huh. the whole book. But he now admits to Captain Bolton in the story he's telling that he misinterpreted the wedding night threat as a threat to his own life. Oh, dear. Not his wife's. And after describing the ceremony, he says, quote, they were the last moments of my life during which I enjoyed the feeling of happiness. Oh, oh, that's so sad. Poor he finally got to unwrap his gift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he starts his new honeymoon on an island with his new wife slash cousin slash stepsister <laughs> slash present, who I guess is now also his sister-in-law. Yeah. Oh, that's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> on their wedding night, Nothing is alluded to okay. in that respect. But Frank, he seems to serve to his new wife as he waits for the monster to arrive. But he still hasn't told her the secret. Still hasn't told her the dark secret. He's just like I mean, looking out just, the window. You made that promise nervous. about that dark secret. I would, I would, if I was the wife, I, I would just be sitting there waiting. I'd be like, just tell me. About just that, tell me. About that, we know, had the wedding. You said hmm? you had a dark secret. Someone mentioned something about a dark secret. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hmm? <laughs> huh? Sorry, what? I don't think, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. <laughs> uh, so he says to he sends her to bed. He says, "You should go to bed. I'll just wait up for a bit." Yeah. So he's in the room next door with his gun, waiting for the monster to arrive. Uh, uh, but as he's waiting, he's a, he hears a scream from the bedroom and runs in to find Elizabeth dead uh, on the bed, strangled. <sighs> he sees the monster grinning through a window and fires his gun at him. But the demon dives into the water because they're on an island and mm. swims away. Uh, That's superhuman strength. Frank races back to the mainland on a boat to protect the rest of his family. When he tells his father the news mm. of mm. Elizabeth's death, who's also his mm. daughter, Sister. slash daughter-in-law, mm. yep. oh, yeah. slash niece, mm. yep. he takes it so badly that he collapses and himself dies a few days later. I mean, fair. Does he tell him everything? Is he like, Dad? Okay. No, he doesn't tell about the monster. He just says, oh, she's dead. <laughs> Don't and know how. Moited. It's good if he does the classic Frankenstein thing where he's like, Dad, I have something to tell you. And the dad's like, what? He's like, right, so I was born <laughs> as a boy. Oh, God. <laughs> Every uh, story. I'll tell you, it's like, are you going to tell me how I met your mother? Because I know that story. <laughs> I was there. Uh, he tells us, or, or the captain, that his hideous story is nearly over and that one by one his friends are taken away from him. 
Frank has a complete mental breakdown at this point and is committed and locked in a dungeon for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a not dungeon. treat their mentally ill people very well. That's no. like getting rid of all... Pre- sure, they were like dungeons, but just getting rid of all pretense. Yeah, just like, ah, <laughs> uh, put him in a dungeon. Chuck him in a medieval dungeon. Yeah, good. But he get, somehow he gets out and he swears an oath that he will do whatever it takes to kill the monster. So now they both want to take revenge on each other and let them feel the loneliness that each of them now feel. Ah. They're now more similar than they realise. Oh my God, like father, like son. There it yes. is. Apple didn't fall Apple too did. far yeah, from the yeah, tree. Yeah, there it is. Yes. What are the folksy aphorism- <laughs> aphorisms? Euphemisms? No. What do I mean? Help. <laughs> aphorism? Aphor- aphor- there is a word I'm looking for here. I am not. Aphorism. Oh, I was right. A pithy observation which contains a general truth. Okay. Oh, thank oh, goodness. goodness. Okay. Yes. Aphorism. Oh, and, stand- and the uh, example that dictionary.com gives is the old aphorism the child is father to the man. Oh, yeah. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Classic aphorism. It's another. Hell yeah. <laughs> Aphor- so Frank goes to, when, when he's got his mental capacity back, he goes to visit his family's tomb one night. Mm hmm. And while swearing to the graves that he will continue living on for them, only to avenge them, he hears a loud evil laugh and turns to see the monster who says, I am satisfied, miserable wretch. You have determined to live, and I am satisfied. Mm. <laughs> That's very unpleasant mm. for some reason. What's he doing? Yeah. I'm satisfied. What? Uh- <laughs> Well, at this point, if I was Frankenstein, I'd just go and like befriend people I didn't like. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Kind of like Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a wiseness to that. <laughs> uh, the monster runs out and Frank gives chase in what becomes an epic adventure across Europe. Oh, hell yeah. He Sick. follows him on a boat through forests and then and the monster keeps leaving him notes on trees teasing him and sometimes even food to keep him alive. All right. <laughs> That's nice cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a big cat and mouse. The monster says they'll have a final showdown, but that his creator must first suffer as he has in the wilderness. So he's following him. He follows the monster for months and eventually gets to Russia where he follows him across the ice. Eventually, Frank gets the team of sled dogs and begins to catch up to him. <gasps> From the start? Yes. <gasps> oh eventually God, getting within so a mile of him. <gasps> but then the ice breaks and Frank is left floating on the ice and he sees the monster sort of drift away from him. And this is when he was rescued by Robert Walton, the man who has been telling his whole story in a letter to his sister Margaret. Did Frankenstein tell Robert Walton that Robert Walton saved him? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and, he started, like and then and you then I, found, me. found me. And then I started telling you this story. Yeah, this <laughs> My story. parents were when I was there. <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, we're caught in a loop. We're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait. He'll come around like, again. The book could have been 300 pages, but instead it was 3,000. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Mary Shelley just kept writing it over and over until she died herself. Uh, Frank asked Walton to kill the monster. If he should die, he's like, "Can you avenge my family?" <laughs> what a request! Which is a big task. That's a big ask. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." No, no, no. I, well, I would still just not believe him. Oh yeah, I'm like, like, he's I'm like, oh, snowman good... or whatever. Yeah, what a good story from a liar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, from this point on, uh, Walton continues to write letters to his sister, so it's now back in his own voice. Okay. Right? Not knowing if they'll ever reach her, as they are stuck in thick ice still that could crush the ship at any moment. Ah, thick ice. And he. Oh, yeah. And uh, he observes that Frankenstein lies close to death. 
Some of the crew's semi-mutiny demanded that if they were able to break from the ice, that Walton must uh, send them home to England rather than forge on north towards the North Pole and possibly get caught in more ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. Well, that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, Hearing yeah. this, Frankenstein sits up, sits up from his semi-conscious state and gives a rousing speech about bravery to try and <laughs> get them to continue <laughs> on. The least brave man I've ever heard of. Oh, yeah, true. Gives a rousing know, speech yeah. about bravery. Know, he runs away at the sight of anything. <laughs> but this rousing speech is Falls on deaf ears because they refuse to. And when the ice mounts, they decide to return to England. Nah, smart. <laughs> so there was no Good. point in that. He Good. just did it for no reason. <laughs> now on his deathbed, Frank tells Walton that he's returning to England, so he'll probably never see the monster. But if he does, he should be aware or beware of its eloquence. <laughs> he talks yeah, great. He's a real good talker. <laughs> yeah, don't look. I'm not. I'm not saying. Obviously, yes. Worry about his super strength and the fact that he can take <laughs> he a bullet. Murder he's everybody. Kind of fine. Careful of his. Mm. He's very erudite. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm yeah, saying. It's his it. best weapon, yeah. not his hands. Yeah, yeah. Did I mention that I uh, gave him Julius Caesar's <laughs> tongue? Yeah. It's very good. Uh, he then slowly drifts off and dies. Ah, oh, rest in peace. Frankenstein is gone. Goodbye. What a stupid life he poor, lived. Poor one out for but then, monster. oh no, the monster does appear on the ship. <gasps> oh my gosh. And he appears to be sad at the death of his creator Aww. and his nemesis. His Walton, is dead. Walton alone faces him and the monster tells him of his misery and how he found it hard to murder his creator's friends and family. Is this still in a letter? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Do you think at any point Frankenstein's monster was about to tell the story and Walton was like, I've heard it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, Don't. no, no. So when my creator's parents were... Bo- uh, Your story was in his no. story, please. Oh, please. Please let me die. <laughs> no, he ba- the monster tells him that um, he found it hard to, to kill the creator's friends and family and that he felt extreme guilt and was going to stop until the creator started rubbing in the happiness that he denied the monster by marrying his love, Elizabeth. Well, fair. Okay, yeah, then sure. she too had to die. So he's th- I was thinking about giving up, but then well, yeah. he wouldn't build me a wife, but he got a wife. <laughs> so rude. a wife for kind a wife. Kind of unfair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they say. Uh, Walton starts feeling sorry for the beast, but remembers being told to beware his eloquence and says, ah, See? Yeah, See? Uh, it came back. Yeah. Quotes, Wretch, you throw a torch into a pile of buildings, and when they are consumed by fire, you sit among the ruins and lament the fall. Oh, that's a good quote. A good quote. I'm a fan of that. That's a nice one. That's, that's a, a solid. The monster yeah. ascertains that he didn't want to be like this and that society shunned his love and treated mm. him as a monster and mm. forced him into this way yeah, of look, life. look, I'm on his side, you know? Yeah. The circumstances. Bit of a theme because there. Because of his, you know, yeah, wet yeah. eyes and everything. Yeah, look. Mm. He tells Walton that his creator Frankenstein is his final victim and that his work is nearly complete. He adds that Walton will be the last human to ever see him as he plans to go as far north as on the ice as possible, and then start a funeral pyre and burn his body so no one can ever discover it. Okay. Walton then watches him jump into an ice raft and disappear into the darkness. The end. What a crazy day for Walton. (laughs) And what a a weird thing to write in a letter to his sister. (laughs) The words, the end. Not love from your bro. The The end. end. Um, wow. So what that, there, there it is. A lot to take in there. Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. First yeah. reactions. I'll go to Zamet first because you've 
only seen uh, stuff in pop culture. Did you yes. have any of? Because I had no idea about the letters. I had no, no. idea about the the. I just know the monster. That's mm. about it. Yeah, I, I knew the monster. I knew that kind of stuff. I had no idea about his letters. I, under, I knew kind of the vague things. I think I've seen the De Niro film, but like, <laughs> you talking long, to me? Long You're time talking ago. Talking to Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, again, they sort of follow the sort of beats that I've sort of come to know in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I had no idea that it was written by like you know. <laughs> Five steps removed. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Isn't it? I'm looking yeah. at the 1994 film Robert De Niro as the creation. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. It's great. I did not oh know my... Robert De Niro ever did that. Yeah, yeah. Did Kenneth Branagh as Victor Frankenstein, who also directed it. Kenneth mm. Branagh, what? Helena Bonham Carter as Elizabeth. Mm. Really? Yeah. John great film. John Cleese as Professor Waldman. <laughs> my goodness. How does this film exist? But I've literally never heard about really? it. Really? You've never heard yeah. of it? No. Budget $45 million, box <laughs> office 112 It did all right. Yeah. yeah. My God. De Niro's a good Frankenstein, is the hood or whatever. Is um, he like a, like a classic Frankenstein or more like this? It's more act, like this more sort like of this. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, because, yeah. Again, because again, no, no bolts in the neck. I was surprised at lightning, the whole, like, he's alive. Didn't oh, really wow. Okay, he looks well. pretty gross. Yeah, he looks sure. like he's been sewn together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. That's really. Mm. I'll post a photo of that. He doesn't have wet eyes, though. <laughs> His eyes are no, pretty cool. Could be a lot more photo. moist. Yeah, yeah, just saying. Yeah, totally. But yeah, quite surprising. And a lot of it, I'm still like, no, nah, I'm on Team Monster. Yeah. yeah. And he's just misunderstood. Totally. I mean, he tried many times to connect with people, and yeah. people just shunned him just because he looked like Robert De Niro with a lot of stitches <laughs> in his face. I know. And in that time, it's just, it's not like. I mean, the explanation could have been, yes, monster, but it could have been in, like, I don't know, a war? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, could have been, like, yeah. early surgery? Yeah, you give me a sec, know. give me a sec. I'll explain myself. And they're like, no, monster. No, Hit him with a shovel. You. Sorry, buddy. Because have you seen pictures of, like, early, um, like, facial graphs? Oh, yeah, and yeah, kind yeah of it's stuff? not good. It's, well, look. Yeah. it's Talk about Frankenstein's monster. Just saying. They didn't have access to much. Ah. There's, like, there's, like, 1920s, like, if you lost bits yeah. of your face, you get, like, a wooden... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's crude. Mm. So I'm like, you know, someone could have been like... Even the old man was like, you know, he befriended me. He's chill. Mm. Be calm. He's cool. <laughs> but alas, no. Now, see, I'm on the side of Victor Frankenstein. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and that last quote is just like, that's exactly Frankenstein's, pro- Frankenstein's monster's problem. He, yeah. he had one attempt at connecting with humanity. Mm. Didn't work out. And he's like, well, wholesale murder of yeah, my, look, da- my also dad's a good point. friends and family. But he was a bit of a coward, Frankenstein. Not well, yeah, monster. but that's not a crime. I mean, again, when someone points like, oh, blah, 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 you like... You know, don't run away in fear. Yeah, but... Be that's... like, ah, oh, my... Or even, even just like, ah, oh, I've made life. Maybe stay with her for a bit. Don't have a slip. You yeah, know what I mean? He was tired. Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> no, I'm like, maybe I should watch over my scientific experiment for an unpetite of a moment. I'm not saying he's a good scientist, but yeah. I'm still on his side regarding the Frankenstein debate. Yeah. Frank, it's great to have one, one of you on each side. Yeah, and I'm just here in the middle. <laughs> adjudicating. Saying, I know it probably looks like I'm guilty. If I can sign on his second attempt, to be like, okay, that family was a bust. But I can talk a bit better now. Mm-hmm. I've become eloquent. I'll mm-hmm. find another family. Mm-hmm. Or wear a hood, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. I know. There were options, mate. There were, <laughs> there were He options. had options for making life better for himself, and he just didn't take them. Yeah, he had that hair. Why would you cover it with a hood? Well, then wear Sonny's. Yeah, yeah Robert De Niro does not have beautiful black hair. Yeah, just, just saying. Same. Noticed. Yeah. Mm. Dry eyes, regular hair. Now, I always ask the guests to give a score out of five. Oh, mm. Okay. 
based on what they've heard today, and possibly Jackson because you have read it before. I remembered when I read it a scene where Frankenstein strangles a rabbit and then a little girl, but maybe that never happened. Oh, I do not remember reading that part. Is that a mice oh, and men. Well, I know, no, I know <laughs> what happened. Which was uh, last week's. <laughs> what happens recent. in it, mice and men? I, I think I'm just confusing bits. I don't think it ever happened. I made up a bit of Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> so, well, I, were you annoyed that that didn't happen? So, you're going to bring it down? Will you be judging Mary Shelley based on things that didn't she didn't include? Uh, no, I, I really like it. It's a great mm. story. I, I loved reading it the first time. It's I much much preferred to Dracula when it's often included, like. Often, yeah, I much prefer to Dracula. Um, yeah, I reckon I give it four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, that's yeah. a glowing score. That ain't bad. Yeah. You know what? I also would give it four out of five because it was a lot of fun. And my, my 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 nitpicky things with it, it probably to do with how people behaved at the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean, because I'm like, well, that just doesn't make sense. Don't do that. Mm. Don't go to like, ah, oh, my experiment. I'm so teasing and sleepy. Yeah. I need to maybe have a nap. That kind of was a bit ridiculous. And the whole like, he pointed and spoke weird at me. Yeah, goodbye. Just, just seems almost like. What, are you afraid? Did, did you give him the tongue and a brain of a foreigner and you were just scared of the outside? What I like here? to imagine as he was making him, uh, making Frankenstein's monster, he was like, I bet it's going to attack me. I bet it's going to come back and attack me. <laughs> Maybe and then he saw it at the end of the bed and he's like, God damn it, I knew it, I knew oh, it. Oh, God. I, but I just wanted it eight feet. But a man of science, feet. you'd think that he'd want to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Run the experiment. Yeah. He just left it in there. He was like, well, got to go get a breakfast with Henry. Maybe he thought it didn't work. And he was like, well, that was a bust. And he was like, ah, here it is. But no, he knew it worked. He knew it. He just was a weird cow. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, four out of five. I would also give it four out of five. I enjoyed the story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did find some of the language a bit uh, flowery. So I think Mary Shelley added in a bit too much too many descriptions sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of unnecessary detail. They go very much into his psychological state, and by the end, you're kind of like, yeah, I get it. He's a wreck. He's a wreck. He's a wreck. But yeah. I, I guess that. And then there's that stuff is, that like is important. You don't need to know the family's backstory, really, Mary yeah. Shelley. It's that's just. I don't even care. Who's Saf? Why do I? I don't it's just care. extra detail for <laughs> yeah, no that reason. Was, that was a lot of extra, and then the. Yeah. The side trip to Ireland. That yeah, was it's like, chapter. oh, here's just some other stuff for no reason again. <laughs> Uh, maybe I bring it down to a three point five. Sorry, Mary Shelley. I'm talking myself now. out of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but thanks yeah. so much for joining me, guys. Really do appreciate yeah. that. Now you are on a bunch of fantastic podcasts, and I'd love to be able to point people in the direction if they haven't heard your fantastic work. Ah, yes. Yeah. So What's the best can, way? The best way is to just head to our website, sanspantsradio.com, and there you'll see all the podcasts that we're in, and even some that we are not in. Mm-hmm. We've got a bunch of them. I've got Plumbing the Death Star, D&D is for Nerds, Shut Up a Second, Bailey Family Circus. I'm sure you'll footy. find something you like. <laughs> Just a gamut of things. Yeah. Or not. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you'll hate us. We'll be like, ew, <laughs> no. We're, not run away. <laughs> we're willing to take that risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I definitely do uh, s- suggest checking out some of your your great podcasts over there. And uh, you can we can probably follow you guys on Twitter and Instagram and that kind of stuff. Uh, yes, I'm at uh, GoddammitZamit on Twitter. Probably and the same on Insta. I don't know. At All Dogs Are Dead on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm at Skeletons Have No Butthole or possibly Hams Forever on Instagram. <laughs> I can't remember which. I think it may be both somehow. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'll look link to the correct one in the description <laughs> for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you want to follow Book Cheat, we are on all the social medias at Book Cheat Pod for Facebook, Instagram, 
and Twitter. And you can email us, uh, bookcheatpod at, I say us, I'll be the one reading it, bookcheatpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email. And, of course, if you want to suggest a book, anything coming up for next year, maybe you've gone to school or university or college or whatever and you want to be able to pretend you've read something, let me know. And the link to that, that Google Doc, you can find on our Twitter page at bookcheatpod. <laughs> So uh, thank you very much for joining us, gentlemen. Anytime, Attic. Do appreciate time. that. Thank you very much. It was good. Us. It was a, yeah, it was a good journey. And uh, at the end of every episode, I always say, I've never said this before, but books forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, books forever. That's great. Is that the new catchphrase? That's yeah, good. Beautiful. Happy with that. Books forever. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you.